we're going. Okay. Hello, everyone. And uh, so uh, Lucian and I, we're going to do another review this week. So this time we're reviewing the film Greyhound. So this yes. is a film. It's a yeah World War II film, like a naval battle film. Uh, this film was, it was like slated to be put into theaters. And of course, you know, with the pandemic, ended up being uh, acquired by Apple. And so it was like an Apple Plus exclusive kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, this is a pretty cool f- film. Um, it's about uh, these, uh, like, lightweight warships in the North Atlantic in 1942. And so they are um, tasked with uh, a convoying and escorting these ships um, over to, basically, to, to Europe. And, yeah, they're um, all supply ships and things like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, really, the main plot of this film is they're crossing this territory they call the Black Pit, which is a zone where they have no air cover. So, for 50 hours, they have no air cover, and they basically that's the time when the Germans are going to attack them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and so that's pretty much the the setup. And then at the very beginning of the film, we get this kind of like I don't know. It just feels kind of pasted on scene with Elizabeth Shue where oh, they're, we can talk they're about that. We'll, we'll yeah. get there. Yeah. But before yeah, that, yeah, uh, yeah. before that we see, um, because you said it was, you know, the 50 hours of that air cover, mm-hmm. we see the plane kind of circling above, like over by the, where the ships yeah. are. And they're like, uh, I think Morse code to each other. Yeah. And they're saying like, all right, they, we're, we're out of here. Light signals. The light signals. Yeah. We're out of here. Good luck. Mm-hmm. See you later. And that kind of sets up the, uh, they did some weird stuff with the titles that I was just like in- interesting. They like subtitle the uh, light signals, and then like that leads yeah. into the title of the film, which I thought was eh, interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, because they don't really ever do that again, right? Like they just, no. <laughs> they they would title like if it's like oh here's this ship or here's that ship or whatever. Yeah, or or they, well they um, split it up. They they do the little Dunkirk thing, which where I'm going to come back to. Uh, where it's, it's like you know, day whatever, this many yeah, hours yeah, yeah, to yeah. air cover. Uh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and like I said, the setup is basically they have fifty hours to get air cover again. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so yeah, so that that's like the setup, and then there's a scene where he meets with Evelyn, played by Elizabeth Shue, and they like exchange gifts over Christmas, mm-hmm. and he like kind of proposes to her, and but she's yeah, like, mm, no. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's kind of like okay so the character really can't handle a lot of situations mm-hmm. like he he's 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 very competent but at the same time like the big thing for him is like there's there's all these situations that happen and this is going to be his first command so he's like a little bit nervous and flustered Mm-hmm. Where he kind of like freezes up and he's like, "Oh, I don't know what to do." <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. So yeah, he 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 kind of proposes to her. She's like, mm, "No." She kind of says like, "Oh, I won't," you know, "not until you come back or whatever." Like yeah. basically after the war. Yeah, basically. Um, probably because you know, hey, I mean, he could he could die, right? Yeah, he, he gets sunk. Um, yeah. So so that happens, and just to. Just a bit about the cast. So yeah, there's Elizabeth Shue, there's Tom Hanks, and there's Stephen Graham, who's mm-hmm. been in a lot of stuff. Like I think he, he was in Boardwalk Empire. He played um, Al Capone. 
Mm-hmm. He was in The Irishman recently. Yep. Um, he's been in a lot of stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. Everyone else, though, it's like, at least as far as I know, I didn't know any of the other actors. Which was... I, I recognized a few, uh, which mm-hmm. were kind of silly. Uh, but they're like mostly like weird art house indie guys. <laughs> yeah. Um, which I think was a good choice. I think... Yeah. Um, they all completely it, blend into the background. It's wonderful. Yeah, yeah. So you don't think like, oh, hey, that's whoever. It's just... Yeah. They all look like soldiers. Exactly. They all look like random replaceable people. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, so like I said, this is his first command, and um, he's just put into... You can tell that he's kind of nervous dealing with these situations as, like, you know, having to make all these decisions. So one of the first things is, I guess, there was, like, a fight. Two guys got into a fight, and then he has to discipline them, and he (laughs) kind of doesn't discipline them right yeah uh, i thought that was interesting because the other thing to note is that the movie's really short so for a movie like this that has x amount of budget that is like massive special effects uh, the movie's only an hour and a half which is shorter than even the ones from the 90s right uh, yeah actually those ones are even longer so right off the like they have to get the character stuff out of the way as fast as possible because we yeah. know already that we're going to be looking at battles for an hour and a half yeah so Get the Elizabeth Shoe moment, like just hang his character on another character as fast as you possibly can, his motivation, and then give us one scene where we show kind of how he deals with stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, get There's a, a lot of moments where he's praying and he has like uh, religious messages posted all over the place, you know, yeah. always Jesus. Uh, yeah, 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 totally. But we get that stuff right away. So yeah, the two guys come in, he disciplines them, and then we learn that he's not really a, a hard guy he's yeah he's not very much turn the other cheek kind of mm-hmm. well i mean i think i think what he does in that situation he quotes the bible at them yeah he does and they're like they're like what yeah. <laughs> and they're like and then um stephen graham who plays charlie is like hey don't don't do that basically to them once 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 he leaves once the captain leaves yeah he has to step in and be like don't do that again <laughs> yeah yeah but I think I think you make a good point about the length of this film. I mean, I almost feel like you could call this like you know, naval command POV shot, left hard left hard right rudder, hard hard, right hard, hard <laughs> yeah, like that's the movie, right? Like it, it's just these commands, basically. In a way, this feels like the first act to another movie. At least to me, like this feels like you know, a, or at least a half of another movie, uh, a half of a Dunkirk or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, okay, so so then um, basically, then there's just like a, a series of battles, right? There's like a whole bunch of different battles. They have um, I forget what what the first one was. I think it was a, like a day battle. I think that they had with some subs. Yeah, it, I, it started to get a little muddy for me. I <laughs> yeah. I, so I apologize. No, I apologize. I'm not going to be able to remember exactly the order yeah. of things. Yeah. So they they have like a battle. Um, and then, but the main action happens, there's like a, a night battle. Yeah. And then a lot of stuff happens there. And yeah. um, so in this night battle, they, the the subs start attacking. And so they have, there's these two main um, ships that are helping them. Um, I forget what the name of it was. Like one was, it was like. like Harry and Dickie or something like that. Yeah, Harry and, that's right. Harry what and Dickie. Okay. So, so, so they, um, I think one of them like dicky gets hit and so it, but 
and it's a really cool scene. Like it's at night and then they kind of, they're kind of trying to find the sub, but the sub, the, the German sub lets off like a, I forget what they call it. It's a decoy. It was a decoy. Yeah. It, yeah, they let off a decoy, and so they, they dump their charges at the decoy, but then they're, they're you know, they miss it. The sub's already gone. Yeah. And so um, there's also another scene where, like, two of the ships see the sub, but they fire, but they hit each other. Like, they both get hit by friendly fire. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, they, they actually almost, some of them almost get killed. I think one guy gets hurt in that situation. Yeah, it's pretty cool the way that they show, uh, like, the, the U-boat is maneuvering them to hit each other. Uh, and, and they're, like, doing moves. Like, you can't see it because it's underwater, but just based on the way that the ships are moving, there's a lot of really cool aerial shots that are really helpful. Yeah. Um, and you kind of see, yeah. like, especially when they fire torpedoes and stuff, like, you see the torpedoes hitting this way, you see your ship over here, you see the backup ship over here. It's well choreographed, I'd say. Yeah, the the choreography is really good, and like they like they go from like a shot of the ship to the shot of the sub underneath, yeah. and then like you get a lot of it is from the POV of Greyhound, like yeah, um, Captain uh, Krauss like looking like oh I and looking out in the with his binoculars to like see mm-hmm. where's their sub at, where's the torpedo coming at me, mm-hmm. um, and like in this in scenario where it's like the friendly fire at night, um. He sees them and then he's like, "Oh, we gotta stop!" But it's it's he can't communicate to them in time, so they shoot at shoot they shoot at them and they get hit with the friendly fire. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So that was a pretty cool scene. Then they get into the situation where, um. So, basically, I think it's Dicky. Like one of the one of their friendly boats is sinking, but also some other people need to be rescued. And this is another moment where, like, he does, he's not sure what to do. Yeah. So he can either help the ship right. and maybe some people are going to drown yeah. or he can help the, the people and then his his friendly boat is going to be in trouble and maybe won't be able to help them fight off these German subs. Yeah. Is so very... he he sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, OK. Yeah. He good. decides he decides to help the people and then help the other sub later, mm-hmm. which kind of makes it so that they they have less help going on in the battles hours later, which is something else that comes up later in terms of his decisions and the way that he feels about his, um, his ability to create good orders and not, you know, have, have people be endangered because of what he does. Well, that's exactly it. That, that decision moment was very like video gamey to me. It was very much like, it was like a bunch of people on this side, bunch of people on that side. And it's just like, Sir, we gotta do this thing. Sir, what about this thing? And he literally like looks over, looks over. It's like you're playing a game. You're like, which one do I pick? Uh, so mm-hmm. ultimately, mm-hmm. and you know, or at least I knew at the time, he's gonna pick to save the crew that's endangered versus the entire ship that's in danger. Uh, and you knew that was gonna backfire, and it does, um, because he has an offhand comment after they sink the first sub. The first German sub, they're like, yeah, just 50, you know, 50 dead krauts. And he's like, well, it's 50 souls that are gone. Yeah. So everything is hung on the two bits of characterization that we have in the beginning, which is, you know, very religious and very much like cares about other people. So when it comes to save people in front of him versus, you know, the war kind of naval tactic gamble thing, he, he just goes for the, yeah. for the heart. Yeah, yeah, he's going to he's going to help people. 
Um, yeah, and I think uh, that that first battle, yeah, that was like a day battle that happened, and um, they kind of have to go outside of their little range of who's protecting them, so that he can like track down that other sub, and then they're able to like find him, and they blow him up um, with I think the the the, the charges and. Like at first they're not sure they're like oh did we get them and then you see the the oil or whatever come to the surface mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then um, there's another decision there that he has to make like should he confirm the kill or do they just like go back with the group yeah and then he decides to go back with the group um, so yeah I mean they're kind of setting him up that he's very selfless yeah he's religious well he's... again for for everyone mm-hmm. following along at home did you think he was gonna confirm the kill. <laughs> Because you have uh, everyone on board is like, "Oorah, we got him!" Like, let's confirm the kill, baby trophies, and he's like, "No," you know. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's pretty. One I mean, in that way. Yeah, it's super one note, and it's like, look, you're here for naval battles. True. And you're gonna get naval battles. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're not gonna get much else. <laughs> Which is, which is strange, and we can talk about this later, but it's strange for Tom Hanks, who has made a his own cottage industry of playing these American heroes that are all about the yeah. character. Uh, this is not that much about the character, but we can talk about that later. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's interesting, too, because he wrote this this script. He sure so, did, which is I mean... <laughs> bizarre. But again, we can get to that after the uh, synopsis. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So the next morning, they they find out that um, over the night they lost five ships and like two hundred ten people died that were confirmed. So it was it was a rough night for them. Which we don't and need to see some... by the way. The movie literally fades to black and then we come back up and it's like <laughs> we lost yeah. so many people. <laughs> yeah. We we kind of see like some stuff on fire, right? Yeah. We see like things on fire. We see them fighting, and then yeah, you're right. It just fades away, and it's like oh, by the way, a bunch of people died. Is this after okay. the uh, what I what I consider like the money shot of the film, where it starts on the deck with him with the binoculars, and then it kind of cranes. Yeah, out. it's like cranes all the way up. Yeah, yeah, it's, that is that. That was my favorite yeah, shot of the whole movie. Yeah, it's it just goes yeah the the bottom of the action all the way up. You see everything fighting. You see everything on fire, and then ultimately they go through the clouds, and above the clouds you can see kind of like some northern lights and stuff. So yeah, yeah. Like an aurora show, borealis. Yeah, trying to show you know like the beauty is like somewhere else, and these people <laughs> yeah. come over here. Yeah, yeah. These little these little humans the fighting their little dumb assholes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that that shot was amazing. That shot was really well done. Um, there's another shot in this. Well, another sequence that I really really liked. Um, that we'll get to later. But that shot was really 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 good for sure. I just wanted to point that out because I love that shot. Yeah. Um, okay, so yeah, in the in the morning, then they're kind of like I think I think it's later in in the morning. Um, I forget. Do you remember when like the people? So some people they get they get hit and then some people die. I forget if that was that, that was night or if it was in the. It was yeah. well, it was after this. Uh, after it fades to black, after that, and then we come back to the day. I think it was during the day. Was it? Yeah. During so during the day, I think they they have to. Um, so basically, he he's he's concerned about their ability to make it the rest of the time because they they don't have enough support and there's still like two or three german subs out there and so he's talking with charlie about um basically calling for help Mm -hmm. 
And so, you know, and again, this is another decision point for him. Yeah. Do I do it or do I not? Because if you do it and maybe it gets intercepted, and if it gets intercepted, then the Germans are just going to attack you. Um, but maybe if you don't do it and the Germans attack anyway, and you don't get the cover quick enough, yeah. they could all, you know, wind up dying or whatever. So in the end, they kind of have this, you know, funny discussion like, oh, should we say help needed urgently? And then, and then he's like, Trying well, to pare it down to the least yeah. amount of letter so that it can't be <laughs> the, the, the least amount. For, it's like, well, if if we're calling for help, it's obviously urgent. And if 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 we say it, help, we don't need to say anything else to say help. It's not help needed, just help. Yeah. So they decide, yes, OK, we're going to ask for help. They call for help. And then they get a, a message like that the help is going to come. Um, and so basically they kind of have to survive one more battle. Mm-hmm. Um, I forget when, but th- there, then there's another, either like a battle or like a pre-battle. Um, and one, one, another one, one of my favorite things that happened in the film was like, there's a scene where the sub, the German sub comes up and the sub is so close to their ship that they can't even shoot at it. Their guns can't get low enough. Yes. Yes. And so they're trying to shoot the sub, but the sub is just too close. And so then it gets across. And then I think it's Dicky. Dicky is um, is also shooting at the ship, but they don't want to. It's this is a daytime, so they they don't want to shoot Dicky. So they're waiting for Dicky to clear, mm-hmm. so they can shoot the sub. And so then finally, when it happened, when Dicky gets out of the way, they blast the sub, blast the sub, it. and then they they destroy it. Um, uh, I want to talk for a second about the sub itself because throughout the the film, throughout all the battles, we get this um, literally cartoony uh, yes. voice come over the radio. The German. Yeah, they like intercept their signals yeah. or something and they come over. And- we are going to do very terrible things oh, to you, Americans. Greyhounds, Vivas. Hello, Mr. Greyhound. We hear you dying at night. Yeah, it's really, really stupid shit. We're going to do very naughty things to you, you Americans. <laughs> yeah, I understand why it's there, but so they, they they pepper that throughout the film, and that goes along with the fact that the sub is very sneaky. So like before, you know, they made them shoot at each other. They they're firing decoys, this and that, and so during this scene that you're mentioning, kind of their last stand, uh, they're coming up close so that they can't fire at them, so that they fire at each other. So. Very sneaky Germans, basically, is what this is trying to uh, to set up, and uh, I think it worked out. It's just the the voice is, oh my god, it was it was like cringe inducing. Yeah, <laughs> it was comical. But like it's know, it's like, so. There's no way if that was real because this is based on a book. Obviously, this is based on real events. Um, if that was real and the Germans did come through and said those words, okay, fine. But I have a hard time believing that you know that happened and they would. They would just be that silly about it. Not like that. Yeah. Not like that. <laughs> oh, you Americans, you have no idea what we're going to do exactly, to you. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. But anyway, so that is a thing that happens in the movie. <laughs> yeah, that was that was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> that was hilariously bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, okay, yeah. And so then in one of these battles, like, their ship gets attacked, gets hit, and some people die. So this was another thing that kind of comes up. So he, so um, the captain is like really bad with names. Mm-hmm. Um, so like throughout the film, there's, there's, and then, then there's a, another thing. Like he, he, he never has a, a, a spare second. He's always like yeah. trying to like, oh my God, something happened. So like 
there's this motif of this guy. He keeps trying to give him food, this black guy. Yeah. And so he'll give him the food and he'll like drink the coffee. And then it's like, oh my God, the Germans. And then he'll run and yeah, he runs to yeah. the deck. And then he's like on the binoculars. So this, uh, this guy who was serving him food dies. And so then they have this big ceremony to, you know, just um, let the people off to see who died. Yeah. And um, so they, they have this, this thing where three people died and they, they shoot the guns and they wrap, wrap them in the flag and then they dump them into the water. Um, and that was pretty cool. Um, then later on, yeah, then later on, so someone else brings him food, this different guy, and then he calls him by the name of the guy who died. Yeah. And so you kind of get, I guess you kind of get the sense that he, so he's bad with names, but he also like, like he'll remember the last person, but he doesn't remember the current person. So it's almost like he can't remember, he can't really remember the people who died under his watch. Oh, that is not at all what I got from that. That is the opposite yeah. of what I got from that. No, I thought it was just he was attached to this guy in particular because this was the guy that was helping him. And without asking, he would show up like, I got you a bacon sandwich, sir. Like, come on, <laughs> you got to eat. Like, this guy was really, really looking out for him. And because uh, I think there's a scene early on where, like, they have a little bit of a back and forth. So I don't remember him forgetting anyone else's name throughout the movie. Is that a he, he forgot a couple. There's a couple, like, this guy comes up to him and he's – it's something it's a it's a oh, kind of a throwaway scene right. no it's it's like a stress thing like he gets flustered and he like can't say yeah. people's names correctly or yeah. whatever. yeah yeah, yeah, yeah he yeah. said oh thank you miss uh or private whatever. hannah yeah. it's like oh it's shannon oh sorry you know goodbye um he does that i think he does it maybe two or three times he definitely forgets yeah. names i'm not sure i mean my my take sort of the implication was that um he remember a person and they but he can't I don't know. It just felt like he couldn't distinguish, like the person who had served with him, who he had known, who either got replaced or died. Mm -hmm. um, that's at least the sense I got from it. But maybe it was just he gets he gets messed up and he gets flustered and yeah. and he doesn't remember. He just goes to the last person, last name he remembered. Maybe. Yeah, um, I, I thought. Yeah, maybe in that particular case, because uh, they 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 do go a little bit extra to kind of set up the relationship between him and this guy when they're burying them at sea <clears throat> the guy's body like gets stuck or something on the way down and you can see his reaction to it uh captain yeah. Krause, and he's just like yeah. devastated uh at the yeah yeah he's yeah he's like fuck <laughs> the, throughout that entire scene the only name that he can think of is the name of the mess hand he's not thinking of the other two guys that died so yeah yeah that's true that's true um Okay, so then uh, later on we come to like the final battle. So Greyhound has to take on two German subs, and there's this really cool scene where both the subs fire at Greyhound from different directions, and so they have to like perfectly time this move where they like go left mm -hmm. to miss one, and then go right to miss the other. Yeah, yeah, and. So they're like threading the needle and this, like you said, there's this great aerial shot, like top, top shot where you see the two missiles coming at the sub. Mm -hmm. And so then he just like goes hard left and then go once they, the one they go hard, misses them, they go hard right. And actually the, the torpedo hits their ship, but it doesn't explode. Yeah. It's like right at the, right at the very edge and then like bounces off and goes into a different Bounces area. off. Yeah. That was really sweet. And what was really cool too is like, they do this shot where like, 
like the ship is turned like like this like it's yeah. so it's turning so fast it's turning so fast it's like on its side and um like the camera zooms in as like you you can see the the part of the deck he's on is like this and so the camera zooms in on him as the deck is coming and it's like coming towards the camera really cool yeah and so they barely misses him and then they like counterattack and they're able to destroy one of the subs they pursue the second sub and then their aerial cover comes and the uh, a little bit of that saving private uh, ryan moment where you know the tank is advancing on them yeah and they're about to you know you're just like well shit here we go and then of yeah. course something comes in at the last second and saves them yeah yeah i mean i think i think they they were they were in a good enough position to i think be able to they probably could stop them i mean there yeah. there is yeah there's some stuff where they talk about so after the night battle they're kind of low on munitions he talks about oh we use all these depth charges on the decoy and blah blah blah, blah. so you know we can maybe confer that they don't have enough uh weaponry maybe to re really take them well, it was but yeah you're right it was another dig at his character, too, because earlier on in the fight, he's like, ah, deploy them all. And they were like, sir, eh, it's not a good idea. You're just like, we have to do this. And then later, the consequences of that is like, we don't have a full set anymore, sir. Remember, you told us to do all of them. He's like, of course, you're right. You know, carry on. Yeah. On. Yeah. And again, like most of the, the, the stuff with his character, the captain's character, is that he's just constantly sort of second guessing his decisions mm -hmm. and you know i mean every decision has a consequence right i mean i guess that's sort of the, the the thing that comes up here and you know in the end they were able, able to make it but yeah i mean you know they they definitely ended up like their uh the other subs the other ships that were with them got more damage because they didn't do certain things that right at the night battle because they got sucked into the decoy or like the day before where they used too many weapons when they should have used less etc cetera, etc cetera. so yeah a lot of the stuff with his character is just about him questioning his decision and there's a lot of shots where you like you see people looking at him while he's like coming to a decision and you can tell he's like really contemplating and he's sort of questioning himself Okay, yeah. Hold on, I'm losing you video-wise. You're you're chopping up really hard. Am I chopping up for you? Okay. Yeah. I a am. little bit. Yeah. Okay. Uh -huh. Let's try to yeah we... disconnect and reconnect into this. Okay. And I'll cut mm -hmm. it out. see better i think it's better yeah i mean i can see it clearly cool yeah that was weird so that's I don't good know if there's like a time limit on when discord takes their shit that would be unfortunate but that'd be good to know <laughs> i i don't think so okay but it could be okay. could be um all right so where where do we want to pick up yeah i think uh you were just talking about like him making yeah just just like yeah, yeah, I feel like I feel like the 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 main the main thing with the captain's character is like it's it's about him getting over this sense that he you know I don't know he maybe has some imposter syndrome kind of stuff or like yeah. kind of um, questions his decision making mm -hmm. uh, because you know like 
the thing is set up like he cares about people's lives right he's not in it for himself he's more selfless and so all these things are kind of weighing on him because for him what's important is for them to like survive and 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 win the battle not get any glory really not no glory no like tactical prowess showboating anything like that he's yeah yeah and you know like we said at the beginning this is his first mission so it makes it kind of makes sense that he's particularly kind of concerned about getting out (laughs) in one piece in that tom hanks way he steps up to the plate and becomes the hero that we need Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah 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 so they're able to win i think there's like four subs that get destroyed four german subs yeah they 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 win the battle the next morning he's relieved of his command they're all just gonna go to london and um the guy the the british guy's like oh like like how many subs did you guys take out he's like oh we took out three he's like oh jolly good oh yeah (laughs) how many how many crossings is this for you like oh this is my first oh wow yeah (laughs) i hope you have an easier go of it next time yeah yeah so he gets a little bit of validation of like he's he gets a little valid not garbage as a tactical you know Mm-hmm. fight captain so yes yeah. nice. yeah. and then we get like one last shot at the end where uh this other boat um i'm not sure what this boat was but the, all the people are waving at him and like cheering out cheering cheering for them one of the merchant ships you know who are like thank you for protecting us kind of a thing yeah 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 we get this merchant ship and they're like yeah america <laughs> yeah pretty, pretty much. <laughs> which is pretty awesome i mean this that's what this movie's about right it's like yeah. it's america fuck oh, yeah <laughs> it is the most it is yeah it is very much now we can talk maybe a little bit about the movie as a whole but it's very much yeah like, there's nothing well there's nothing here you haven't seen before but also there's like nothing experimental about it in any way this is very much the same movie you would have seen in the 1980s 90s or whatever uh and actually watching this in my head i was like if this movie this exact cut had been put in theaters in the summer of 2009, you would have no idea. It would be the same exact oh. movie. There's yeah. nothing that says, you know, technological advances or anything like that. This is, this movie could have come out 12 years ago and you would have. I mean, it's it. almost like um, like that movie Pearl Harbor. Yeah, yeah. Um, in, in terms of like the, the naval battle stuff, like yeah. the way it looked technically. Yeah. And, um, that movie is like, the battle is okay, but the rest is like trash garbage yeah <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a michael bay apologist but i can't apologize for that one Oof. i mean the battle the battle is good like i i remember i rewatched that battle and it was like okay this is actually oh it's it's incredible yeah. but it's also yeah. three hours long and it's not yes. battles and that's like 30 minutes and then you're like bro this freaking josh hartnett <laughs> love thing is like nah like, man trash yeah yeah and lo- not like the yoked cool ben affleck like yeah the the goofy 90s ben affleck ben affleck i learned to hate (laughs) yeah Yeah. (laughs) he was pretty goofy in the 90s like (laughs) he was so he was so goofy explain to me how that man is a movie star other than the chin i don't know whatever i don't know i he he must have a really good work ethic because he's like he does he has to yeah because like you know i mean in the end it's it's really like how hard you work a lot of the time yeah how lucky you get Mm -hmm. um but yeah, this this movie, yeah, you're right. It's it's very kind of like by the numbers, simple. Like someone, someone the the best description of this movie I, I heard it was like 
the thing you'll buy your your dad or your grandfather for like Memorial <laughs> Day or like Father's Day. Yeah. The perfect Father's Day gift, you know, the watch you're like, yeah, America. Yeah, Back because, in my day. <laughs> yeah, because if it's not, if you're not watching it at, on an occasion like that, there's really nothing to that. Like, this is a nothing movie. It, it, differently than, like, a Sully or Captain Phillips or something, because those have a lot more drama and a lot more character stuff. This movie really is nothing. I mean, it's, it's naval yeah. combat. It's very competently made, but it is made to a script that is, like, it, it's just made to a formula that is been the same formula for you know 60 years or whatever yeah, um, yeah i mean it, like i said it's left hard rudder right hard rudder the movie yeah, like yeah naval commands i mean i think the, i think the scenes like we talked about that crane shot is really cool mm-hmm. um the 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 when dickie's passing and and they they fire on that uh sub that was really cool there's a lot of and like i really like that that sequence where like they're they gotta dodge the two torpedoes the torpedoes for sure yeah yeah that stuff was really cool um but yeah beyond that i mean it's it's like you know the beginning uh, have you seen the raid the first one the oh, the, ra- oh, the raid no, i haven't seen the raid movies now yeah so the raid the raid has the same setup as this movie where it's like you get this scene like three or five minutes of like oh by the way this character has a wife or uh oh. or a dog you know <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> or whatever it's like how why should we care about this character living yeah. And but it's set up for the genre thing, right? Yeah. In that sense, it's in that movie, it's like a crazy action movie. In this, it's naval battles. Yeah. Um, but we're in it for the naval battles, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. But it's just a little cheesy that you know, so many. The year is twenty twenty, current year argument, but and it's still the same identical setup that you've seen in yeah. your grandpa's movies. Uh, which maybe yeah. that's why they did it that way. Maybe they knew that the demographic for this movie was just going to yeah. be grandpas. Although I did start to wonder about halfway through the movie, I was just like, how did this get greenlit? How do, I mean, I understand Tom Hanks is a thing. He wanted to do this because if he didn't want to do this, this movie would not have been made, I don't think. Oh, yeah. Yeah, totally. Like, there's no reason for it to exist. I, I, I know that Hollywood likes to just, you know, they see one success, they see Dunkirk, and they're like, fuck it, green light all of them. Midway, Dunkirk, Greyhound, let's go. Oh, freaking Midway. Woo. Yeah. Oh, you don't Well, you Midway. Didn't, you didn't like it? Midway is, is like a. It's sort of like Pearl Harbor without the, the, the style. At least in Pearl Harbor, like that scene, that sequence where, where it's the Pearl Harbor attack. Yeah. That's something. That's something I can hold on to and be like, okay, this, the scene with Cuba Gooding Jr. on the guns, yes. like, yes. I, I can kind of, I can kind of live for that. That kind of yeah. gives me a feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, Midway, I kind of was like, mm, I don't know. I feel nothing. <laughs> oh, okay. I liked it. I like Midway a lot. Yeah, yeah. I, I, and that was uh, Roland Emmerich mm-hmm. who directed that. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, I like to call him the discount Michael Bay because he is. Yeah. He is very much the discount Michael Bay all the way through the 90s. Yeah. Well, I mean, Michael Bay, like, has a real style. Yeah. You can hate him. And, I mean, I man, the stories you hear about Michael Bay, oh, like, as a human? I feel like they're endless. Oh, yeah. As a human. Woo. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> and this this recent stuff with, um, what's her name? Uh, what's her name? Megan or? Megan Fox? Megan Fox. Yeah, the Megan Fox. The, the Megan Fox stuff is just crazy to me i mean a little bit i mean not not totally a decade yeah 
Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, like, like he he had her like when he um. Oh, so she tells the story of like the tra- yeah the Transformers yeah. thing. So he, she tells the story of like so they, I guess they met before then. Like he was he was like Bad Boys Two or some she, shit like she that. She was the dancer in the Bad Boys Two nightclub scene. By the yeah. way, Bad Boys Two very near my favorite movie of all time. So. Yeah, I mean, Bad Boys Two. Bad. So Bad Boys Two is like, like he goes for it. Like he goes for it. He's like, okay, I'm gonna do it. And like, I forget where they they go somewhere like Cuba or something yeah, like that. Cuba, yeah. And it's, yeah, they go to Cuba and just blows up Cuba. I'm gonna blow up the whole freaking in hour two of the movie where we <laughs> yeah. blown up so many other things. Like we don't need to go to Cuba right now. And then they're like, oh, I'm gonna, let's I'm go gonna to Cuba. <laughs> Soy Cuba, I'm going to blow this island up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like that? Roll behind the scenes from that? Jesus Christ, man. Just Yeah, I mean, I mean, he just goes for it. Like Hollywood, man. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, did you did you watch Six Underground? Did you watch that? I did, I did. Man, that movie, I I I had to stop. <laughs> yeah. Cuz like I was like, okay, there's no plot. <laughs> no. At least for me, there's no plot. There's no characters. There's like it was a music video like that like went on for three hours. Yes. Yeah. Yes, it's a freaking music video. Yeah. And I'm just like, dude. He was. Uh, there was like this one scene. Out. Yeah, there was a one scene with the French girl, and they're on the bed, and they're like making out or something. Yeah. I'm like, bro, I'm out. <laughs> like I'm all I'm all for goofy Michael Bay because I think Pain and Gain yeah. was really well done, but I think he was literally just yeah. sleeping through this one. I I legitimately so um. When Pin and Gang went out, came out, I was like working um, in San Francisco. And so me and my colleagues, we were like, oh, let's go see a movie. And we're just like, so we went to the AMC and SF. We saw Pain and Gain. I swear to God, I don't think I've laughed that hard. Yeah. In a, like when I saw that movie, I was dying, yeah. dying laughing. <laughs> like it's, it's so funny. And like that movie actually has a an actual theme that is really kind of important and resonates like mm-hmm. it's about like how the idea of the american dream can really fuck people up and they're like yeah my american dream is i'm going to fucking rob this guy and take everything and it's crazy as it works yeah like it's so american it's like yeah exactly. dream of crazy stuff and then it works and, then and it. if they didn't get greedy they would have gotten away with but what I love in that movie, so there's a scene where, like, so The Rock is hooked up on drugs. Mm-hmm. And they, they like, they, they fucking, they fucking, like, they're trying to get in with this porn guy. And there's this great scene where, where, um, Marky Mark is, like, they're pitching, they're pitching this porn guy, like, like, the sex hotline in India. And, and then, so his pitch, yeah. so, so his pitch is, like, okay, here's, here's the reason why we should start a sex hotline in India. They have a billion people. That means there's two billion ears. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was amazing. And the guy's like, uh, no, I'm not going to give you money. You guys, you guys are a bunch of fucking idiots. Yeah. yeah. And then and he gets like, bro, fuck you, bro. And then he like accidentally kills him and like some weights fall on his head. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then they have to kill his kill his wife, too. And then um, yeah. after they kill the wife, they, they cut her up. <laughs> they cut her up by like. One of my favorite shots ever in all of movies is The Rock, or I think it was Marky Mark or The Rock yeah. with, the, with the severed hand on the barbecue. It's The Rock. It's the, yeah, he's just flipping it. Like the Rock is high on coke, yeah. and he's in their front yard. He's in their front yard grilling this woman's hands. Like it's a steak or something. It's so good. <laughs> steak? Yeah. 
and he fucking waves at the neighbors <laughs> because they stole this dude's house, this rich dude's house. So they're up in this nice neighborhood, and he's in the front lawn mm-hmm. grilling this person. <laughs> Unbelievable. Very L.A. too, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Well, that that's a that's that's a South Florida movie. Oh, is it? And yeah, yeah. That that's a South. That's a Miami. It's a Miami like whew, crazy people. My my apologies to L.A. Yeah, well, nothing. There, nothing compares to Florida. No, yeah, nothing compares to Florida. It's a different dimension. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so that was a fun sidetrack. The Michael Bay, the Bayverse. Um, it goes to show, you know, you can't talk yeah. about a movie with naval combat or an action movie, anything remotely tied to the '90s, without talking about Michael Bay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, he's he's his style is definitely influential. So yeah, yeah this is, but this is not. Anywhere close to Michael. Yeah, this is like very, like you said, it's it's like, you know, very straight-laced kind of movie. It felt, honestly, to me, it felt at point, at times, like discount Dunkirk because of the the structure of it and because it's constant. It's constant. It's like, go, 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 go. These guys don't have a second to breathe. Very much like Dunkirk. And uh, I don't know, it just felt to me like that's kind of the blueprint that they were working on. That combined with, you know, your grandpa's favorite 60s naval war movies. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, and you asked, like, you know, how does this movie get made? It's definitely Tom Hanks. <clears throat> like, oh, yeah. Yeah. 90% of it is Tom Hanks. Yeah. And, you know, the thing about it is there's a market for this kind of stuff. Like, there's there's people, there's yeah. tons of people that are, you know, in their 50s or 60s. And they they like Tom Hanks. They like the genre. They like America. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and this gives them everything they want. <laughs> America wins in the end. Yeah. And, these movies <laughs> and there's some cool stuff. They'll, they'll they'll be at, you know, at the top of the rentals forever. Yeah. Um okay, cool. So yeah, what's I guess what would you say would be your rating for this film? Oof. It's it's hard because everything that it does, it does competently. Uh, all of the fight scenes are great. You know, Tom Hanks is great. All of the cast, like we talked about, everything is great. Uh, good or, you know, serviceable. Um, but it overall, it is, to me, a nothing movie. It serves no purpose. Uh, there are many other movies like it, which we'll talk about in a second. Um, but it's good. It's well made. So it's a, it was a tough one, but I think I'll give it a seven? Yeah, that's might fair. Be on the, might be on the high end, but I think yeah. it's a seven. Yeah, I give it a seven too. I kind of I like this film because I I, I respect that it's doing the the cookie cutter mm-hmm. blueprint thing. Mm-hmm. I think that's fine. Um, I I think you know it does it. It's not trying to be like something profound or mm-hmm. you know it's not Saving Private Ryan. No. kind of stuff no. it's it's more of the like the less elevated version of that's that war movie but it's just there for entertainment it's there for yay america it's there for tom hanks in a war movie and those things are you know <clears throat> those things are good and fun and they feel they feel yeah. good yeah. so yeah to me I, I i like this movie i think i would give it a seven as well i think it's it doesn't try to do too much but what it does do it does do pretty well i mean mm-hmm. you know the the previous film we reviewed <clears throat> There's really nothing that stands out to me about that film. Yeah. Like, really at all, honestly. Yeah. Um, with this film, the naval battles, that, that crane shot, 
the shot where that sequence where they're dodging the two um the, the two torpedoes yeah and like waiting for dicky to clear those all those things stand out to me as like being like whoa that's that's cool and that feels kind of unique to me in the way that they shot and show those sequences so at least there to me there's something about this film that where i take away and say that that's something that i think has been added to the film canon that is is worth existing for mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. yeah um so yeah i think that's i think we both have about this feel about the same about the film yeah i'd say pretty much yeah it's and i think a seven is if seven is a passing grade if seven zero is you know one point below that is a failure and then you know one point above that is average this is exactly where it's supposed to be (laughs) yeah i think that's exactly where it's supposed to be yeah exactly um i mean it could have been more if they did different things with the script i think it if you know there was more character stuff there sure of course yeah possibly um because i i really do like the 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 setup the setup is really clean right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we're in this we're in this this zone basically for 2 days yeah 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 and we're we have no help and we have to survive right yeah <clears throat> that's a pretty cool setup for a for any kind of film basically mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. just adding it to this World War II naval battle genre, you know. Yeah, definitely. Okay, cool. So yeah, so now you have a list of like your five favorite, <laughs> like, um, what what are we calling it? Like honestly, so it's kind of hard because <clears throat> I was thinking about uh, other movies like this, and there are yeah many, many overwhelmingly many uh, submarine movies. But there's not yeah. too many movies from the other side or from like a destroyer or something like that. I don't know if that's because maybe there's not enough stories there, which I doubt that. Um, I doubt that too, yeah. But we but... know that Hollywood likes to pick a thing and then stick with it. And they picked submarines, Russians, yep. nukes, things like that. And they mm-hmm. ran that bitch all the way mm-hmm. into the ground. So yep. there was a lot of that. And there was not enough of the Greyhounds out there to pick. But ultimately, I did come up with five movies that I like that are, uh, I'll just say, like, Navy-based. Not necessarily about naval battles Mm -hmm. or from one point or the other, but just about the Navy. And because this is a very patriotic, ooh-rah kind of movie, that's kind of how I gear the list. In the Navy. Yes, in the Navy. (laughs) Top five films in the Navy. In the Navy. Yep, that's it, (laughs) for sure. Okay, cool. Um, and it's, so what's your number five? Oh, it's very... Oh, man. We're getting into the shit now. Now, disclaimer for anybody who doesn't know, uh, my top five favorite movies uh, are usually garbage and or schlock because that's kind of what I really, really like. Uh, this movie, Greyhound, was trying to be something very profound at points, uh, and that's all fine and well, but also it was 80 minutes of battles, so there's not a lot of time for that. It's... Dunkirk is something else entirely, you know, uh, uh, any other kind of World War II movies that are about the soul of it, that's great. But I'm, I'm here for the action and for the laughs, right? So number five, K-19, The Widowmaker. <laughs> mm. uh, just pretty much as low as you can go. Uh, not, even, not a particularly well-executed film, but it is fucking hilarious, and it is definitely worth watching for... So this takes place... Uh, have you seen K-19, The Widowmaker? 
So I, I, I'm, that's definitely a blind spot for me is like oh. these sub movies. Oh. I, I, the only ones I've really seen is like Das Boot. Oh, and so I've, I've, yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> I've seen Das Boot. Yeah. I, I've, I think I've seen a minute of the one with, uh, it was like U571, yeah, something the, like the, that. Yeah. I've seen a minute of that. And that's, I, I've, I've seen the hunt for red October mm-hmm. about it. Mm-hmm. It's about it. So well, let me let me take you on a journey then, because uh, I don't think there's a, a single human being on this planet that has come up with this like cracked out eclectic list. Um, so K nineteen The Widowmaker is an early two thousands film. Um, somehow or another, ended up in the hands of Catherine Bigelow, who is a great director. Um, but it's from it's set during the Cold War, but it's from the it's a sub movie, but it's from the perspective of the Russians. So the entire cast, this cast of Hollywood actors, uh, Harrison Ford, Liam Neeson, guys like that, all of them are playing Russians. All of them. The entire movie is from a Russian perspective. And that's why I picked it, because it's wild. It it sounds fucking wild, and it is. Everybody's putting on a fake Russian accent. It's it's insane. But basically, the the plot goes, as far as I can remember now, I haven't seen a lot of these movies in a while, is... Uh, at the height of the Cold War, the Russians come up with this, you know, K-19, this, like, nuclear sub that's going to just whoop America's ass. And they deploy it hastily. And what ends up happening is along the way, they realize that the nuke that they have on board is starting to leak, and it could start a meltdown. Mm. And this is based on a true mm-hmm. story. And if this nuke melts wow. down and explodes, <clears throat> it could signal the, the start of World War Three, basically. Because mm-hmm. there's this covert sub that has a nuke on board, and if the nuke were to explode, they, you know... America would find out what the Soviets were up to. Yeah. Really bad shit. However, this is a PG-13, 2002, Harrison Ford playing a Russian general movie. So that's all you need to know. Uh, yeah, that that, that, stakes, that that setup and that execution. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and Catherine Bigel is a good director, too. Oh, phenomenal. So, I don't know what mm-hmm. the hell she ended up doing on this project, but... I, I You know, I suspect sometimes it's like, Here's the here's the actors. Here's the budget, and sometimes you just gotta say yes. You know, <laughs> I I think that's what it ended up having to be. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if if I could direct like Harrison Ford doing just about anything, like I feel like that's that's a career mover. So, yeah, for sure. And now the film did bomb, and it was very much a career setback for pretty much everybody except for yeah. you know the stars. Uh, yeah, because Harrison Ford is like bulletproof basically, but. Yeah, he's, he's definitely bulletproof. Yeah, but that was a massive failure. But it's fun if you want to go back and you want to watch it and you want to hear them. You want to hear Harrison Ford do a Russian accent for two hours? It's fucking Oh, fun. my God. It is great. It's fun yeah. to watch. Wow. <laughs> so wow. K- K- okay. The Widowmaker. Um, pretty, pretty silly stuff. Uh, now, the one, <laughs> number four, uh, going into something more recent uh, that I kind of liked, uh, Hunter Killer with Gerard Butler and Gary Oldman. Okay. This is a sub-movie that came out two years ago, I want to say. Uh, and it's very much the same setup. It's, you know, American mm-hmm. Navy guys versus Russians. Um, not a lot to say. Uh, but like you were talking about, uh, like how Greyhound has a couple memorable moments with, like, the torpedoes or whatever, some of the maneuvering stuff. Hunter Killer is very much that. Like, you're not going to remember the story because I don't remember the story. Um, <laughs> sorry. But uh, it has a, a yeah. couple good action sequences. Uh, Gerard Butler has, you know, he's the captain of the sub, and he has a family, yada, yada, something, yeah. something. Yeah, he's doing the Gerard Butler thing. Exactly, yeah. Uh, I mean, Gerard Butler is basically a genre at this point. <laughs> it is. 
Exactly. Thank you. That 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 got me out of trying to uh, justify yeah. this movie. Yeah, because you can try to explain it, but it's just him doing the Gerard Butler thing. Yeah. You know, just like those. What are those? Like the whatever has fallen movies. Oh, those are yeah. yeah. Olympus has yeah. fallen. London has fallen. Angel has yeah. fallen. <laughs> everything's fallen. The same. The, mm-hmm, everything's fallen, and they did Geostorm like. Pfft. Yeah, not <laughs> about Geostorm. Thanks for that. Uh, gods yeah. of Egypt. Gods <laughs> of ooh, Gods oh, of Egypt. <laughs> but this is not like that. I want to stress that yeah. Hunter Killer is an R-rated sub movie that takes itself as seriously as Greyhound does, mm-hmm. uh, and it does execute on some of the battles as well. Uh, but I want to. I, the main reason this is on my list is because uh, Michael Nimquist. I, I'm hoping I'm saying that right. The uh, the guy who played um, in the first John Wick movie, he was the villain. Uh, he's a Swedish oh, actor. Yeah. He played a lot of Russian generals. Mm-hmm. He plays a Russian general in this movie. Uh, fucking phenomenal. That man mm. gives 120%, even though this is a Gerard Butler vehicle. Yeah. Uh, he was a really, really talented actor. So that's why Hunter yeah. Killer made my list. Yeah, that's cool. I've definitely heard about that film. And I've heard a lot of people say, like, that's one of the good, really good Gerard Butler films. Yeah, it's of up there. Recent it's years. It has, like, if, if Gods of Egypt is a one, you know, <laughs> this is. This is at least like a six or a seven, so. I've, and I feel like the problem with Gods of Egypt is like 90% is the casting. Yeah. Uh, the concept is like kind of cool, but like the casting, it's like, dude, why why are these Egyptians all like white European dudes? Like what? <laughs> I don't know. And even, uh, even if you can somehow get past that, which you can't, uh, there's this like also this sub – section of these movies that are just fucking like a kid with watercolors just like sh- smudging shit on the screen when it comes to the cgi of these movies oh yeah Oof. This, you know yeah a about? lot of it this is just and like clash of the titans and movies like that that are just like what the fuck are you doing like the, like the clash of the titans remake yeah the remake yeah 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 oh yeah yeah that one you know uh, fucking hercules with the rock it's oh with like, the rock it's like Ooh. I, I don't know why these movies exist, but again, there's an audience for it. So, but anyways, I, I, that was a fun side thing. So number four, Hunter Killer. Now we're getting into the good. Now, honestly, I needed to pad this list out a little bit. Now we're getting into the ones I, I genuinely uh, would watch over and over and over again. Uh, number three is a little known movie. I'm sure you've never heard of called Below. Um, Have not heard of it. Okay, so it's again from early 2000s. It's directed by I don't know how to say his last name. David Tohi, David Tuhi. Uh, he's the director of the Riddick films. Uh, so he oh. made Pitch Black. Uh, and then this is his second movie after that, I think, after Pitch Black. Uh, and it's very much in that same style. It was before he went full Hollywood. So it's very claustrophobic. Very cool hmm. concept. So it's 1943. Uh, is a U.S. Navy sub. Uh, Bruce Greenwood, I believe, is the, plays the captain. And um, they sink a german sub or something and they're called to investigate there's uh, some survivors and they pick up these survivors it turns out one of the survivors they picked up so they pick up these survivors and then they find out that there's another german u-boat and they have this fight and it's like holy shit how did they know that we were here they find out one of the survivors was actually one of the germans that was intercepting them and then after that the movie gets fucking weird it get it goes <laughs> all event horizon it's event horizon on a sub basically oh my god uh, so there's supernatural stuff in this movie and people start dying and people start killing each other and it turns into a horror movie on a sub 
this movie is very cool and worth checking wow. out. It's a little it's a little cheesy towards the end. It's a little Scooby Doo towards the end with like kind of what's <laughs> going on with like who's the traitor and like yeah. Marty going insane because we are it is claustrophobic and they've all been in the sub for a while. It's like are we going insane or is there actual supernatural shit going on? Yeah. And uh, I mean the premise like, of the the premise of like Event Horizon on a sub that's basically that, I think that was the pitch if I had to guess. Yeah. Yeah, that's a well. They probably didn't use it for Event Horizon because that movie didn't really do well. Oh, but fair. but the, the idea of like yeah horror like a horror movie on a sub. I mean, a subs are fucking scary, dude. Like, I mean, the 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 pressure you know that you're down there the whole time. Sometimes they don't go up for air for months. It's like it's insane. Yeah, I mean the other thing too is like like when they go deeper that you can hear the 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 whole like the whole thing yeah creaking. Da, 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 da. Yeah. I don't know if I can handle that. <laughs> I exactly, and that's what this movie—that's what this movie really nails—is that sense of yeah. Like, we already know that you're losing your mind down here, but like, what if you're stuck down here, you know, with a supernatural presence or something? So, very cool, very cool idea for yeah. a movie. It falters a bit at the end, but I think it's very much worth watching. Below. Yeah, that that director—he's a great genre guy. I think Pitch Black is like, Pitch Black is really good. Like. Riddick is one of my favorite characters of the last like twenty years. Oh, I'm like so he's happy such a to hear you say that because yeah. I know a lot of people who just saw the Chronicles of Riddick and they're like, you know. Well, the Chronicles of Riddick was trying to do too many things. Uh, trying to set <clears> up I, the I, fucking universe. Yeah, yeah. I I like I like the idea, but he should have just stuck with the like. Okay, the movie that movie's trying to do two things. It's trying to be space opera and Riddick. Riddick, the character Riddick. He's always put in these situations where, like, he's trying to survive. He's trying to get out of jail or prison or something. Very pulpy stuff. Yeah. It should have either been that or a space opera. Yeah. Can't really do both. Yeah. Definitely. But you're right. He is a, a very good genre guy. A, a lot of his early movies. That's why I like this movie in particular. It's like right before he went off the deep end there. Uh, <laughs> uh, very <constructive, laughs> yeah. very Very small. You know, you can kind of tell what they were working with. So I recommend it. Number three, Below. Cool. Uh, so then after that, uh, I have Men of Honor, which if you haven't seen, have you seen it? So I, I've seen, this is this is like, this is like a movie that I have seen parts of on TV, <clears throat> but didn't see the whole thing. So I know I've seen scenes where like Cuba gets, goes under the water yeah, and then yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever, but I, I haven't seen the whole thing. I think, yeah, it's very much one of those movies that, like, is just playing on TV and you're, you know, like, your mom watches it or something and tells you about it. But uh, uh, I honestly recommend it. It's a very, very good movie, very well made. Uh, the premise is, uh, it's, again, U.S. Navy, based on a true story. Uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. is the first African-American. I, I don't remember the, his title, but he's basically the first one to get into the Navy. It's set during World War II. Uh, Robert De Niro is the guy who basically vets or pushes for him and helps him along the way and of course he there's all this like racial tension and stuff and he gets all the pushback from the higher ups and he really like vouches for this kid uh played by Cuba Gooding Jr. and so that's basically it you don't need to know a whole lot more than that it's uh, it's a drama it's not a lot of con there's no combat in it really it's just a drama about um this guy going through the whole process of becoming a part of the navy his training the the discrimination that he uh faces and things like that so Honestly, really well-made drama. <laughs> cool. So have you ever seen, like, the, the Jackie Robinson movie? No. 
Oh, the it's called 40, 42? 42, yeah. I haven't seen it yet, no. Okay, yeah, so the, this movie sounds like 42, but in the Navy with um, Cuba. Yeah, basically. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, I haven't seen 42, but I would imagine they just looked at this and they said, hey, let's do one of these. <laughs> I mean, a lot of these things are like kind of by the numbers, right? Because yeah. we know yeah. what the theme is, you know, racism is bad and we need to like kind of push forward socially. Right. Social conscious movies. And so, you know, like the character is going to go through, they're going to deal with, you know, the social pressure and like people that don't, people that are bigoted and people that don't want to, people that think that they can't, they can't handle it. And they, yeah, yeah. you know, all this stuff. And then they have that moment where they're like, oh, I can't do it. And then they finally succeed. Yeah. You know? And I think the only thing that this has going over, uh, going for it over the other films, like the later ones, like Race or 42 or whatever. Uh, is that this is from this was made in I think nineteen ninety nine and then it came out in two thousand so it feels more authentic in that this is right before they started just ripping off that format. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel I feel like the film. I was thinking about this recently. One of the films that really really does this well is Remember the Titans. That's probably that's it's probably the best. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's probably the best of that genre, where it's like. You know, America is a team. Yeah, yeah <laughs> and yeah, racism. Yeah. The racist. <laughs> if your team is racist, your team can't win. <laughs> so mm-hmm. racism bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, like that. You know, again, the movie had great actors, and like, it, it's it's selling you this kind of populist idea, right? Yeah. That, like, by coming together, we make ourselves better. And those kind of stories, like, they feel good, and people. Oh yeah. People flock to them. Yeah, something about it. Like you, you see a, a single, you see thirty seconds of Remember the Titans, and like you feel inspired and you don't even know why. Yeah. 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 Um, for sure. Like that's one of those like non movie fans, like just people yes. love those films. That is one, that is something that you go to the grocery store and you see the five DVDs that they have in there. That is one of those DVDs. Yeah. Like, like it's, it's like, it's like the, it's like the Walmart MVP. Like if someone sees it yes. in like the $5 bin and they don't have it, they're like buying it. And 20 years later, it's still there. Uh, but I would yeah. argue that Men of Honor should be in that bin because I think it's a really good film. Yeah, yeah. Um, so anyways, enough of, the, enough of the mushy stuff. Let's get into yeah. the fucking oorah, baby. Number one, the best sub-movie, fucking fight me, is Crimson Tide. Crimson Tide. Crimson Tide okay. is... We were talking about Michael Bay earlier, and we've come, we've circled back around to it. Crimson Tide is a Jerry Bruckheimer, Don Simpson movie from 1995, directed by Tony Scott. It is fucking in there, man. It is, you know, you have Tony Scott who basically creates the Jerry Bruckheimer picture with Top Gun and then Days of Thunder, and they teamed up again, and they got Tony Scott's favorite regular, Denzel Washington, going up against. Uh, the Hackman, uh, Gene Hackman. So basically, again, U.S. sub movie, U.S. Navy. Uh, Gene Hackman's the captain, and he's a hot-headed, old-timey. Uh, Denzel Washington is this new, educated. He's the newness, basically. And they butt heads, and then ultimately they lose comms with, uh, you know, they lose communications with whoever is giving them orders and Gene Hackman has to make a decision and his decision is impulsive and he's like I'm gonna fucking sink these people and Denzel Washington's like we shouldn't do that and so Denzel Washington stages a mutiny on the sub just to get this guy to like not go forward with his plan uh, he's not act he doesn't actually want to 
cause a mutiny, but he's doing it as a way to distract. And uh, it's fucking crazy. It's If you can picture in your head, you know, all of those Bruckheimer movies from the 90s, if you can picture a single Tony Scott movie, you can, you can imagine what this is like. It's got, you know, crazy colors, crazy cinematography, you know, think of uh, like Armageddon, you know, another Michael Bay picture, like all of those board, like all of those movies that have that scene where they're in the meeting room and there's like eight people and they're like, what are we going to do, sir? And the guy comes in, slams down a bunch of papers, like, this is the fucking, this is what we're doing right here. <laughs> like, it's, yeah. it's that movie. <laughs> cool. Yeah, I mean, how's the acting in that film? Solid. Very good. I mean, it's not like, it's not like you're going to put those two guys in a room and not get good results. Yeah. Yeah. Not get fireworks, yeah, totally. No, it's fireworks. It's amazing. Um, Tony Scott, again, great director. Uh, outside of his action movies, you know, he, he's always able to pull these performances, but uh, it's not cheesy in the way that you might expect. Uh, everyone is taking it very seriously, despite how, like, just popcorn rah-rah it is. Cool. Yeah, I, I feel like that's definitely on my watch list. And I'll probably try and give it a watch. If you just want to fucking pop a bunch of NyQuil or something and just revisit the 90s, uh, that's the one to do it. Yeah. I think it's leagues above Hunt for Red October in terms of entertainment. Because, again, Hunt for Red October was trying to be a little more serious, at least at the start. Uh, mm -hmm. This movie is serious, but it is in the vein of, you know... Mm -hmm bad boys or a con air or something like that con air oh yeah yeah cool yeah again, just bruckheimer tony scott check it out cool so that was your list that was pretty good it's a fucking definitely some list. stuff to check out yeah so i think we should circle back to our conversation we we're having about michael bay okay because i think there was some fun stuff there so um what i was talking about before so michael bay so, uh, okay, so I guess we should start with, like, what, what's this whole thing that's happening with him and uh, Megan Fox? Okay. So, when she, so he met her on Bad Boys 2. Presumably, Where she yeah. played, like, a stripper or something, right? No, she was a dancer in the, uh, in the dancer, club yeah. in the beginning of the film where there's, like, a bunch of people yeah. getting ecstasy and stuff. She's just one of the backgrounds. Mm -hmm. She wasn't, like, yeah. a character. She was just background. Yeah. And so then... Uh, <laughs> So, uh, do, do you know the story of, like, how she auditioned for Transformers? I have heard it. Uh, go ahead and yeah. recap it. So, he invites her to his house. Mm -hmm. And then he records her um, washing his Ferrari. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then she, she does it in a bikini. He records it. He keeps it. No one else has ever seen it. Mm -hmm. And then he's like, oh, you got the job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, that, that in and of itself, like... There's but a lot is of problems. That not emblematic because you have to think this must have been the year 2000, anywhere between that was probably 2006, four, five, six, right? Somewhere in there. Yeah. Is mm -hmm. that not just when you think of that era, like how you could see this going down, especially knowing what we know now of the shit that has been going on since the late 90s? <laughs> right. Well, we only know about the shit that's been going on since the late 90s in detail. So isn't that something that fits right in there? I mean, you've got this guy who is making 100 200 million dollar movies that make more than that every single time he's a fucking rock star is that not something you can envision happening i mean it's disgusting 
but it's not shocking. And that's even worse. It's it's definitely not shocking. And um, I mean, I I have a lot of feelings about I think I think that shit is like totally out of line. Um, it's so my, far out of line that I can't even begin yeah. to I can only make fun of it because I can't yeah. deal with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the thing is, he, you know, that shit's bad. Um, and then the onset behavior is also like, like I've heard so many stories about the onset behavior. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just, so I'm part of this group of screenwriters and like, it's headed by these, the guy who, uh, teaches at NYU mm-hmm. and he knew a guy who like was like the script super something, someone who, who worked with Michael Bay a lot. Mm-hmm. And like he, um, so he said, so this guy said, Michael Bay was such an asshole on set that there were a bunch of people who wouldn't even talk to Michael Bay anymore. Like it'd be actors, like would be like, if they had something to say to Michael Bay, they'd say it to this guy. And then this guy would, would relay it to Michael Bay. Right. Um, and so then he was telling this story about on the film, um, The Island. Mm-hmm. Okay. So on The Island, there was a part of this film where um you and mcgregor and scarlett johansson have to like make out and it's supposed to be this intimate scene i have heard yeah. things about this go ahead yeah so so michael bay comes in they're gonna direct the scene so he comes in they get the cameras rolling he's like okay kiss stop kiss stop okay we're done <laughs> and then and then you and mcgregor fucking flipped out he flipped out and he's like that motherfucker does not say anything to me ever again wow <laughs> and and so so and that wasn't even like the worst thing apparently there was another thing that happened on this film where they're shooting a sequence and then they're like <laughs> so a whole bunch of people are like oh dude we we missed a part of the scene so when we edit it we're not gonna be able to edit it together and someone's got to tell him <laughs> oh. and and basically, they're just like, I'm not going to fucking tell them. <laughs> like, and a bunch of people, it's almost like a draw straws kind of shit. He's like, dude, you got to tell him. Like, no, nah, I don't want to tell him. No, you tell him. No, you tell him. And so then this this guy that uh, the writer knew, he's like, dude, you, you get this is what you get paid to do. You got to tell Michael that he missed a shot. And he tells him. So he tells Michael Bay, hey, dude, we, we missed a shot. We got to pick one up. And then <laughs> Sam Michael Bay went fucking ape shit on him. He's like. You know, he just like cursed him out. How fucking dare you? Don't you ever fucking say that to me on my set. Get the fuck out of here. Kicked him out. And w- the worst part was that Michael Bay had the shot. So they were all wrong and Michael Bay was right. I knew this is where this was fucking headed. Because here's the thing, all right? When you have a fucking maniac like this, and, and this ties into the all, all of it ties into him all he has to do is he has to get megan fox to wash his car for five minutes while he records it he knows as disgusting as it is he knows that's all he needs he knows that's what he needs like you know when you talk to an actor you kind of you get a sense of like they're you get a sense that like they, they would be right for a role um, yeah he doesn't need to audition Megan Fox for her acting abilities for the film Transformers. He has the film Transformers in his head because he's already made eight other films like it. He just needs to know how, what does she look like washing a car. What? Because yeah, yeah. That's and, one of the and, scenes, right? Exactly. 
And well, there's a scene where she's fixing the I main mean, character's yeah, it's, car. It's the same. And she's fucking and it's it's an iconic shot. Yeah. She's super hot. Yeah. And it made her career, really. Yeah, but she's super hot. That's the thing, is like it's it's weird because in a way, like he does know exactly what he needs and he's very experienced, but he doesn't have to be a dick about it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But he's yeah, he's a super dick. But like, you know, I, I think the main takeaway from that story is Michael Bay's a dick. But number two is that he knows his shit. Yeah. He's a fucking madman, but he knows his shit. And if you're going to have him make the movie, you just got to step back. Yeah. You got to step back and like, you got to know what you're getting into. Like this dude does not give a fuck about actors. <laughs> no. And when you think about it, really, it's just like, yeah, you put you and McGregor in a room with this guy. You and McGregor is like fucking he does it for the art, man. I mean, yes, he's in a lot of blockbusters, but he really he's an actor's actor. And then you he's an actor. That's why you can't have those guys in Michael Bay movies. I don't think there are Michael Bay movies with like, quote unquote, like prestige actors in them. You know, I don't think no. they exist. No, I, I mean, I mean, they don't they they probably have similar experiences to you and McGregor. Exactly. Yeah. And then they're just like, fucking get me out of here. I don't know how. He, he's he's good with the crazy guys, right? He's good with, uh, like, Ryan Reynolds was in Six Underground. Yeah. Um, he had Nicolas Cage mm-hmm. in The Rock. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, this, there's so many good Michael Bay stories. Like, like, did you ever hear the one of uh, what he said to, um, what's his name, Ben, ben Affleck on, um, on Armageddon? Yeah, was that like the director's commentary th- or the commentary thing? That I, I'm not sure. Remind me. Remind me. Yeah. So, so um, the premise of Armageddon is asteroids coming to Earth. NASA is going to send a mission up to blow up the asteroid. NASA then recruits people who are drillers to do the drilling. And so Ben Affleck says to him, "Why? Why don't? Why? Why wouldn't NASA just teach astronauts how to drill?" Michael Bay's response was, shut the fuck up. (laughs) (laughs) Because I kind of get it. Like, they hang, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars on him, and he has to deliver this product, and he fucking knows he's just making a music video with actors in it. Like, he knows exactly what he's doing, and you have all these people who have concerns and things like that. You know, to a rational human being, you would want to hear them all out and kind of cool people down. Yeah, Um, yeah. To the to the to this one singular entity, it's just like, why can't the bees stop buzzing around me so I can just get what I need to get? Why can't everyone just shut the fuck up for a second? Yeah, because I got this kind of a thing. Yeah, yeah. Not only that, but like he's like, dude, I didn't hire you to rewrite the fucking script. Right. You're a chin that can talk. <laughs> there, there must have, there probably was an element to that. You know, he had, what he got like a Oscar like the previous year or something, right? So. Yeah, the, so him and um, Matt Damon won for writing yeah. Good Will Hunting. <clears throat> but he was he was not seen as like a big actor for a while, really. I think that was one of the – I think that was it, actually. I think that was yeah. the one. Yeah. Yeah, that and um, – so which one came – so Pearl Harbor came out after oh, Armageddon, yeah. right? Pearl Harbor came out much way later. Yeah. Uh, was it much later? Well, what? 2000, oh. Actually, oh, yeah, you're right. That was like 2004, right? It was, it was later. Well, it was like 2001, two or three. Yeah. I don't remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, f- I forget when it. They're actually closer than you think. I mean, I don't know. It just it just shows like like my other, my other takeaway with the Megan Fox stuff is like, because she kind of got 
pseudo blacklisted after that because then she called him Hitler. She said, "Oh yeah, working with him was like working with Hitler." Which is funny because like that's a that's funny that that's a funny comment to me that is hella funny <laughs> yeah that is legitimately like yeah. and and when you hear these stories you realize like i can see where you're coming from because this dude could could you imagine could you imagine like could you go up to michael bay hey so what's my motivation in this and and he would just say to him, stick your fucking ass out that's yeah, your motivation yeah. yeah your motivation is you do exactly what i tell you or you're fucking off the set that's your motivation. So he's like, you can't talk to him. He's screaming at people all the time. I've seen, I, I remember seeing a little bit of like the behind the scenes footage of like Transformers and they kind of try to, you know, they, you can kind of tell they're trying to fluff stuff up, but like the scene was, it was the freeway scene where like the Transformer yeah. cuts mm-hmm. through the, mm-hmm. and he's like, I want to shoot now, fucking now, now, now. Yeah, 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 and yeah. he's just screaming. I'm like, whoa, dude, that's kind of intense. But that, that's how he is. He's just like that. Yeah. I watched a uh, B-roll of them shooting the freeway chase scene with the Ferrari in Bad Boys 2, and it was it was the same thing. It was just like everyone is just scrambling to do their fucking jobs, all the yeah. safety people, all the stunt people. And he's just like yeah. you know, the camera guys are trying to reset. He's like, don't fucking move the camera. Just fucking point it right here. Get this shot right now before <laughs> we move on, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but, you know, like we worked on a film together for me, and, and um, I kind of – I, I wouldn't go that far, but you understand, like, you only have so much time. Yeah. You only have so much time, and you're burning time. And if you just keep waiting, like, in the end, you can miss a couple shots because there's this giant thing. Like, the production is so big yeah. that you got you to gotta wrangle it and kind well, of... Um, especially back then. I mean, I don't know if budgets, unless you were, unless you're a Marvel movie nowadays, I don't think anybody has the experience of, like, an inflated budget, you know, like, that in that way, you know? Probably not. Um, I just as an aside, I was recently watching this uh, interview with Chris McQuarrie, and he was talking about he was talking about. So they're gonna they were they were doing um, the next two Mission Impossible films back to back, and they basically they told him, "Hey, can you hit these dates?" It's like, "Yeah, sure, I can do that, but I can't have a script." Mm-hmm. And they were like, "What?" Like, "Yeah, I I can do it, but I can't write the script. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna find all the locations, then we're gonna." figure out how to shoot around and I'm just going to build the story around the locations. Right. Yes. I heard about this. Yeah. And that's like, that's pretty mind blowing on a certain level. That is, that, that, you have to have movie making in your veins <laughs> to be able to make that work. Yeah. On that yeah. Story. But it was, it was really interesting hearing him talk. Cause he was just like, Oh yeah, well there's certain genre things that happen. Like, you know, there's a setup scene where he gets the mission and you know, there's a thing they're going after, you know, this, you know, that those things are going to happen. You just, but what's different is, can I shoot in Italy? Can I shoot in yeah. Spain? Can I shoot in, you know, um, Sweden? Blah blah blah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think on those level, those guys, they're like, okay, just just give me the stuff, mm-hmm. and I'll make the movie happen. Mm-hmm. But I need I need the, I need the production, you know. Yeah. Definitely. Um. Yeah, yeah. So what? <laughs> so what's like? What's like your your top five? Michael Bay movies, just oh, like off the top of your head. My eyes just lit up. Um, <laughs> I can I can probably go top down, so I could probably do favorite is uh, far and away thirteen hours. Uh, the Secret Soldiers of Benghazi, terrible fucking subtitle. Was that movie is that movie is ridiculous, man? That, that movie is yeah, but it's I, I think it's the one I've rewatched the most. I think it's like a two yeah. and a half hour movie. I think I've seen that movie six times front to back. It's, I'm Dude, that movie there. 
there's so many scenes that are just ridiculous. But there are some that are really good, like that scene where they where the like the the guys stop them in the car. He's like, "Hey, man, you look up there. Can you see it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a drone, man. Yeah. I can fucking, I can have him take you out and everybody else in this yeah. plaza. You know, America, <laughs> ooh, yeah, yeah. Okay, my favorite, my favorite scene of that movie was like, you remember the scene with the CIA guy? So there's a CIA guy, and so yeah. John Krasinski and the other guys they come right. And then, so he's like, come into my office. He's like a fucking wearing yeah. glasses. He's like a nerd. The guy from Breaking like, okay, Bad. you guys. Or... Um, oh, no, 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 no. It's okay. Go ahead. Yeah. So, so, so then he's like, okay, you guys have to listen to me. And he kind of talks like that, to be honest. Mm-hmm. You guys, you guys are under my command now. So you have to do what I think. And fucking outside the window, these dudes are working out. They're like hammering a fucking tire and like lifting weights and shit. And it's just like, here's the men. Here's the nerd. Who do you want to have be in charge? <laughs> this dude literally closed the fucking window. Like, they fucking working out right now. What are they doing? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just absolutely ridiculous scene. But you, you see, like, what he's trying to get across. Because mm-hmm. the CIA guys, I think they they kind of, I don't know, something happens with them. They, they, they figure out another plan. But these soldiers, like, they have to hold the ground. And that's a really good sequence in that movie. Yeah, They're, I mean, which which one in particular? Because the they, one where they where they where the people come at their uh, embassy or wherever they're at, oh, and they have oh, to the act, fight the them initial, off. The initial, the actual, scenes, yeah, 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 the yeah, actual yeah. scene of them holding holding the fort. Oh, the whole thing is incredible. The whole movie is about like you have these guys who are like obscenely capable, and they're all shot in the Megan Fox way of just like glistening abs and fucking again hammering tires and stuff in the Michael Bay yeah. way. So are there? Like over the top capable, and then it's juxtaposed with the nerd guy, the the guy from Breaking Bad, who is like, "You will respect my authority. I've I'm talking to command, and they're telling us we can't go in." And they're like, "There's people dying over there. We fucking have the guys. We have the muscles. We have the guns. Like, just let us go in." So it's that the whole movie. That's what it's about. It's about that power struggle, and I really enjoy that. Yeah, yeah, that that's a good one. Um, I think, I think my number one instinctively, I think I go to Transformers. Sure. Because I think that that was a movie a lot of people didn't think was going to succeed, or they didn't they didn't know if it was going to work. Yeah, and in his own way, he made it work, and it, it became a huge franchise. Oh, it was at the huge. Time, I, at the time, I remember like some people were saying like this is the best, this is the most insane fucking thing I've ever seen. Like this is the best thing I've ever seen. The, the way that it was because I remember the trailers at the time, it was like a lot of Steven Spielberg, Steven Spielberg, Steven Spielberg, not too much Michael Bay in the advertisement or maybe it was there but i just remember seeing like steven spielberg's gonna give you a movie about japanese robots and you're gonna fucking like it um and ultimately what we got was like a michael bay picture which a lot of people you know because all of most of his stuff is like r-rated or it's pearl harbor and it sucks so a lot of people maybe you know it had been a while since we had like a proper three four five act (laughs) yeah Bay extravaganza yeah i mean it's a michael bay movie and Yeah, there's some really cool stuff. Um, that scene on the freeway where the freaking transformer cuts that bus in half. Mm-hmm. That shit is cool. The fight, was it downtown LA? I think there's a fight at the end yeah. in downtown LA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's um, like 45 minutes. <laughs> like, okay, if you've ever edited a movie before, if you've ever like worked on a movie, do you know how fucking hard it is to hit like 10 minutes sometimes with just the footage that you have? If you're trying to stretch out a story to 10 minutes, it could get pretty daunting. Um 
if you were making a short film or something. This dude's making 45-minute action scenes, and he has stuff left over for, like, two other movies. It's insane, man. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how he shoots. I don't know what he shoots, but it's insane. Dude, I think he just, like, he just gets, like, multiple cameras, just, like, boom, 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 and they just have tons of stuff happening. He also was, like, kind of the MTV school of editing, so it's mm-hmm. really rapid, rapid-fire cuts. Yeah. Um... Yeah, that's a that's that was probably be my number one. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, I guess the number two I would have to put because I would, I should have put it in number one, but number two is gonna have to be Bad Boys Two. Uh, I think Bad Boys Two I like it more than Thirteen Hours in general, but like for specifically for like if I go to someone I say, hey, this is Michael Bay, this is what he's about. I would say that's a better movie for sure than Bad Boys Two to watch. But Bad Boys Two for me personally, fucking Chef's Kiss. It, it's it's like it's the most ridiculous, over the top, amazing action movie. It's got like, that what? buddy cop thing that I really like, yeah. and I think it's really the, the 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 guys were at their peak. You know, Michael Bay was at the height of his powers for sure. Yeah, I mean, he blew up Cuba. He, <laughs> yeah, he blew. Up. Isn't there a scene where like the the trucks are going down a hill and they're yeah. like there's these shanty towns are just destroying them. So- so they built the shanty town. They found the hill, basically. They built all of the shanties, and then uh, they 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 fucking do it. They did it. They ran a Hummer <laughs> through the shanties over and over and over again. <laughs> so the thing the thing I really love about like action movies is like that stuff is universal, right? Any human being, you show them a shanty town being destroyed by a Hummer, they're like, whoa, yeah, <laughs> right? Yeah, doesn't matter where they're from they're gonna they're gonna like have a reaction to it they're gonna feel it (laughs) yeah and what i like about bad boys is just you you already like the characters you already like these two personalities and so two in particular like we have their characters built up and so we don't have to do a whole lot with that we just we have these two funny guys that we like we have action stuff that our ape brain goes ooh at like you were just saying yeah Uh, it's just a perfect marriage yeah yeah i think so for me, I think my number two, I think it would have to be Armageddon. Um, I really like Armageddon because I think he really he really makes the premise work, right? He like all those scenes, <laughs> stupid fucking premise. But like, I mean, that movie works somehow. It works like they they like all the stuff where they go into space. Yeah, shit looks cool. Like you actually kind of care. Um, but like. I mean, what's his name? Uh, Steve Buscemi in that movie, like he's oh, yeah. he's just he's on another level, man. Yeah. Again, <laughs> like when he's like on the bomb. Yeah, man, that '90s Bruckheimer sauce, something about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but like, Mark like Young the stuff. Movie, right? Who? Yeah, he is. He's fucking great. He's in great movie. in that movie. Yeah, so good. He's great in that movie. Does he? Does he survive? Yeah, no, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't think anyone survives except you know Ben Affleck, and fucking whoever else. Uh, Steve Buscemi Bruce lives. Willis, or Bruce Willis dies, obviously, but like Bruce Willis, yeah, he both. Yeah. Because remember, so there's there's a scene where the guys they get to the they get to the spot, mm-hmm. and the guy's drilling. It's the big fat white guy. Yes. And then, <laughs> do you remember this? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Vaguely. So then there's an explosion. <laughs> And he flies off. He just—they're <laughs> literally there. They have these massive trucks that they somehow fit on a fucking spaceship. And there's there's a there's a gas explosion in space, 
Mm-hmm. And he just flies off. He floats away. It's so good. Yeah. <laughs> I, I forget. I I kind of feel like Michael Clark Duncan lives in that movie. I don't know. I, I, I could be wrong. I he might. I forget. Though. I, I it, It's been too long. I have to see if he lived. I kind of feel like he did live because... Because him and Ben Affleck, I think, come with the second. Um, the second wave. They come with the second. The, the second they, yeah, they come with the second truck. Yeah. And so then there's that weird standoff where they're like, "Oh, we got to use the nuke. We got to use the nuke." Mm-hmm. And I think Michael Clark Duncan was in that scene, but I don't know. I forget. Anyway, um, yeah, it's it's a ridiculous movie. It's totally ridiculous. It's, Written by J.J. Abrams, by the way. Yeah, just right from the start, it's just they they what is it? They're like fucking bomba New York City or something. Oh my god, that it's, scene at the beginning. So it's incredible. It's fucking Eddie Griffin. Eddie Griffin, that's what it was. Yeah. It's fucking Eddie Griffin and this giant Samoan guy. Mm-hmm. And so Eddie Griffin's dog, like he like pisses on this dude's leg. He's like, "Hey, buddy, what do you? You dog pissed on my leg." And he's like, "Don't talk like that to Reggie." Dude. And then and then some fucking asteroids hit him. Yeah. Oh. It's 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 really perfectly emblematic of that time of those movies. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, dude, like these Jerry Bruckheimer movies, like they get all these weird, random, um, like black comedic actors, like it was Dave Chappelle's in Con Air. Yeah, literally, like who was popular at the time? Who can we throw in for? Like we gotta have yeah. these, like not even comic relief. Like we just have to have a bit in there with these guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's always got to be a bit. There's always got to be some kind of weird thing. Yeah, what was weird that? jokes. I think fucking i think jack black was in um what was he in an enemy uh, enemy of the state or something uh it's whatever like i have a very comprehensive knowledge of, of that period i just have to like de-rust on it but yeah <laughs> the the bruckheimerism the bruckheimer stuff man yeah crazy um, all right cool what, what would be like your number three i think i'm gonna have to go with the island the island is another one of those movies that i would be like Forget what you know about Michael Bay. Like, this is just a really fucking cool story. Dude, I really, I legitimately like The Island. I love that movie. Yeah. Like, I, I remember seeing that movie in theaters and being like, this is fun. It was fun. I really actually cared about their two it's, characters. It's fun, but it also has, like, a mystery. Like, it has something driving the plot where, like, most of the time yeah. his movies don't have anything driving the plot. Like, I'm sorry, but a fucking asteroid is not going <laughs> to, you know, like, that's not going to. Like, I get it. You know, it's there because it has to be there. But this has a mystery to it. Where it's like, what is the island? Like, what is going on over there? Yeah. And, if you know, the, the premise could go anywhere, right? Mm-hmm. Is it is it a horror film? Like, Lincoln Six Echo sees Michael Clark Duncan get dragged through and killed. Yeah. And, and he's cut open. Scene. Yeah. Yeah, he's cut open. And then he wakes up. And he sees a bunch of this stuff happen. And that's a horror film. Yeah. Right? That's a horror film. I've always liked things that, um, I don't know how to classify it, but things that start in a microcosm, like you set up the world, and then you realize that there's a world outside of that world. And this movie does that. Like Once they figure out kind of what's going on where they are, and they go out into the real world, I think the first scene is the C. Buscemi like, toilet scene. Um, yeah, yeah. He, he um, I forget. Oh, so, so Lincoln sees Michael Clark Duncan get chopped open. Yeah, and, he's and like, then he's like, "Dude, that's not the island, is it?" <laughs> I gotta get the fuck out of here. Yeah. So then he tells Scarlett Johansson, and I, yeah, I just, I, I just love the whole, the whole little world they create for these people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it's so kind of like, 
like it's like kind of cute but also kind of like strange because because they're 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 naive adults yeah right and so they're they're sort of deceived into believing these weird things and so like them we're confused about the world they're in yeah and we learn like oh you're a fucking organ donor basically Yeah. yeah But see, it starts out with like a like a sci-fi or like a twist kind of a conceit, and then two hours later, we are smashing Ferraris through fucking buildings. <laughs> so we're smashing that's buildings. what I love about it. <laughs> so is it is it the setup of the island? The what they tell them is that the world ended or something, right? Mm-hmm. Something like that. Yeah, they tell them that like the world ended, and that if they leave if they leave where they're at, they would just die. Mm-hmm. and like 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 there was a nuclear war or something like that and so basically they can't leave yeah and that's what they that's what they believe because they're they're basically like clones well they're cloned yeah or just yeah. yeah and and so they're all they're all mentally the equivalent of like yeah. children yeah this is a corporation um, that exists in the real world but it starts us mm-hmm. inside um yeah and that's what i like about it so it's very like thx yeah. That that George Lucas movie, like the the kind of the way that they exist, but yeah, like you said, like they leave once they get out, and Work man, out. there's some. And it's got it's got some of that Bad Boys Two DNA in there. Once they get that out, bad... dude, that scene where they're on the freeway and then yep. they roll the. He said so. Michael Bay said he he came up with that scene because he was driving behind one of those trucks. No shit. On his way to work. Yeah, and he was like, "Oh, dude, that's that's super dangerous," and so they put that in that movie. That's funny. That there's the Final yeah. Destination years too, where like that there was one of the movies has that in there too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That stuff is cool. Um, I I like I liked that movie. I genuinely like. I think that movie's fun. Like it's so. fun. I think it stands out on it, its own. Yeah. Yeah, it's fun, and like, you know, <laughs> the the char- the characters are fun. Like I I don't know. I just like seeing like that Scarlett Johansson, that Scarlett Johansson, and that Ewan McGregor. Perfect. Yeah. Man, like I, I'm down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which sucks because Michael Bay doesn't give a fuck about that. Like that's what's sad. No, but he's lucky enough that he works with such talent that like they can just take care of that on their own. They don't yeah. need direction, you know. Because I feel like they had real chemistry in that movie. In a weird way, yeah. Like I didn't think that was gonna work honestly when I first saw the movie. Because um, I thought you and McGregor again. I just I knew him from the Danny Boyle movies. I knew him from like fucking train spotting and shallow grave and stuff like that like i didn't think it was gonna work uh star wars was a, a hot pile of dog shit so like i discounted that <laughs> yeah he was in two bad star wars movies. yeah so i was just like, <laughs> although he's this... the best part of those movies though oh he's the best part of anything he's, he's the best part of yeah. the prequels yeah, yeah yeah uh but it worked it, it really worked so the island for sure that's probably it yeah yeah i'll say that's my number three too yeah um yeah i i really like have a soft spot because i remember seeing it in the theater and just having so much fun Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was just so fun. Like again, it starts you know? off, and you, you think it's gonna be something else. You think it's gonna be like an actual mystery or a sci-fi or something. You're like, ah, oh, what's going on? And then ultimately, no, it's just it's a surprise. It's just a Michael Bay movie. <laughs> yeah. So I like yeah. That. <laughs> yeah. And then, well, by that same logic, we're gonna stay in the gear. Uh, number four for me is gonna be The Rock. Um, yeah, many, many people's number ones. Maybe I see this yeah. online a lot, where it's just like that. He peaked with the Rock, and everything else is just that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if that's yeah. necessarily the case, but uh, the Rock is just a fucking good time. The Rock is like, if you want a film that like works in and of itself, that 
is probably his best film. But if you want a film that really kind of shows you his style in a way, that were, is the best film that works in his style, I think it's a, it would be a different film. But like, yeah, I think I think The Rock is his best film. You know? Yeah, I think so. I think it's it's the most um, not subdued. It's the most reined in probably Michael Bay movie. It is reined in, yeah. I think it's just the <laughs> most, yeah. It's it's uh, it's coming off of the first Bad Boy, so it's a second feature, which, by the way, who the fuck makes Bad Boys their, for their first movie? Who gets to do that? It's wild. Well, he he's a, he was a legit guy. I mean, well, he, he, was, he, was a, did he was directing George Michael videos and Madonna videos yeah. and stuff. Like, he was, yeah, he was doing stuff. Yeah, when, you, when you're like, when you have that kind of pedigree, I mean, it's the same with... Uh, Oh, uh, what's his name? Um, the guy who did Panic Room. Yeah, Fincher. Yeah, yeah. Fincher, who's, you know, these guys who work in commercials a lot. Ridley Scott worked in commercials too. Yeah, yeah. But so Ridley a lot Scott of these guys. Really fucking forced his way and he was just like, no one's going to hire me, so I'm going to make my own company. <laughs> yeah, he did. He did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, really, Scott's a workaholic. That dude works. He's my number <laughs> one director for anyone who's wondering. Yeah, he works. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I like The Rock. Um, I, you know, um, speaking of interesting actors in his films, um, I know, I'm sure there's some stories with him and Ed Harris going at it. You think so? I'm sure of it. I'm sure. I, I'm sure if I looked on IMDb now, I'm sure they fucking fought. Again, Ed Harris is one of those guys. He's, he's <laughs> in it for the art most of the time. He's in it for the art, dude. Yeah. He, yeah. and he's, he's a real actor. In, in that, in that movie, he gives a really really like unbelievable performance yeah 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 unbelievable like a great performance and juxtaposed with fucking nicholas cage it's weird <laughs> well i i really feel like nicholas cage is in is in the center and then on one side is ed harris on the other side is sean uh connery. Yeah. sean connery yeah yeah and he's you know zany but that was that was kind of the height of of him of of uh of 90s connery yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Oh well, also also the height of Nicolas Cage, really. I mean, he was almost Superman at that time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, he was big. He was you're big. Right, you're right. You know, yeah. he well, he had just won an Oscar too. Yeah, he won an Oscar. Yeah. He was in like later. He was in Face Off, and he he was just he just uh, blew Face up. Off, Con Air, yeah, all that stuff was happening. Yeah, he just blew up, and like and like and then a couple years later, Gone in sixty seconds. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The the mid the late nineties mid two thousands films. My favorite time period of all fucking time. To by the way, yeah. for the record, yeah. Um, not. My I favorite. mean, talk about talk about these artifacts that just like kind of get lost. You know, who's gonna remember Gone in sixty seconds when we're dead? When we're dead, I don't know. But as long when, as I'm the, alive, Nicholas Cage. As long as I'm alive, dude. <laughs> Man, so what that that movie? The villain has one of my favorite lines of all time for a villain so like someone's pleading with him he's like hey if if you shoot me the cops will come he's like yeah and if i shoot you you'll be fucking dead <laughs> <laughs> i love that it's like it's like yeah dude i'm gonna kill you and i'm a psycho so i don't care man <laughs> i love that if you really think about it the 90s is like the equivalent of just methamphetamine it's just speed That's the what 90s the decade is crazy was. The other day, I was watching a part of Men in Black, the first one, and like I just, I just like, like Will Smith's like what he was wearing, these fucking high top fucking Nikes, 
And like this jumps, I was like, dude, because, you know, you look at the 80s and then you're like, oh, that's interesting. Right. And and I was like, dude, that's we're going to start seeing that in movies the same way we see the 80s very soon. Which is, yeah, I, and I never thought that was going to happen, too. But like, I've been it's going to happen. I've been rewatching a lot of stuff from like 2001, 2002, uh, and I lived those times. And I remember yeah. that. And Jesus, dude. And then you start real like what like yeah, like, like the everyone, shoes and the clothes had that like new metal like spiked hair hairstyle oh like the blonde hair the blonde hair with the, with the spikes yeah, in it the, the, the spikes fucking, everybody had a necklace you know um, sneakers you know running shoes oh the fucking limp limp biscuit look yeah Oof. that was but that was yeah everywhere man well dude like even if you remember Eminem at the time he like had the blonde hair <laughs> he did he had the bleached blonde hair and... the bleached blonde hair this this freaking end sync look or whatever yeah god damn what a, see but yeah what a time so anyways uh the rock <laughs> so i think i think i'm gonna have to go with pain and gain here and like like we we're talking about before pain and gain it's just it's so funny yeah it's so it's fun it's ridiculous but like i feel like it actually has it's actually saying something it really is it's really oh, talking yeah, about yeah, yeah. how how toxic and destructive the American be- dream can be. The idea that you have to do better and you have to get more money and you have to like kind of stretch yourself thin mm-hmm. and that you can't be satisfied. Because like in that movie, I would say like the character um, that Ed Harris plays, he's he's like he's like the opposite of 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 the uh, the main characters. The guys, yeah. Like he's satisfied with his life, but he he has a calling. His calling is doing detective work. And he's brought out of retirement because, like, he he doesn't like seeing wrong things happen to people. Yeah. Whereas the other guys, they're they're just like, dude, we gotta, I gotta get money however I can. Yeehaw. <laughs> Robbing people, yeah. dude. That movie's so. That movie is ridiculous. Is that? There's like a scene. So he like, so they do all this stuff. They that great scene where they like, where they frame the guy, um, and for 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 uh, crashing the car, they get him drunk. Yeah, 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 yeah. The yeah, the guy from Monk. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, and then he lives. And then, so they like, I forget how they find out, but they find out that he's alive. Then they go to the hospital. Yeah. Yeah. They're they're so dumb that they can't even find him at the hospital. Yeah. I like. And then, so like Miami General has, it's like, it's like where the wings of the, um, the wings of the hospital have these colored lines. So it's like, oh, follow the blue line and you'll get to wing C. Follow the green line. Mm -hmm. They can't figure it out because they're so dumb. <laughs> but it's 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 interesting that yeah, like you mentioned that it has kind of a theme or a message. It's like everyone in their lives has thought like I want to achieve this, and like if yeah. I didn't know any better, like I would do some dumb shit to get there. And this kind of provides that for people where it's just like, what if you went all the way with the just dumbest fucking plan you could come up with you know just to get rich or to achieve some kind of thing that like is not even real you know for the most part. yeah and yeah this this just like being unsatisfied and it's really like about like how you know people can get corrupted by these things like there's there's the guy who owned the first gym he's who... already a business owner which by the way imagine yeah. being a business owner in 2020 i mean right now it sucks but like yeah something to strive for you know something honest yeah yeah, and he's like a he's like a paralegal or whatever, or, or the or I forget what it is the guy who like stamps like oh this is legitimate. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's funny they like they like force him to sign that paper, and it's like it's like it's like this on the paper. It's like totally off. 
but then but then they go so yeah the guy's a notary the notary stamps it and then they go to the fucking bank and they just take the money they take the money yeah yeah and then it hurts like so uh your your signature here at a 45 degree angle <laughs> signed off by a notary republic means that you have nothing anymore <laughs> <laughs> And it's just like how how did no one not see that this is a problem? Yeah. How did how did how did no one like? Well, uh, the story was set in the nineties, right? Yeah. There you go. <laughs> there you go, man. And not only that, but in Florida, yeah, Florida, whoo, mm-hmm. crazy stuff. Yeah. Uh, so are we at number five now? We are at number five. Yeah. All right. Cool. What's your number five? Um perusing it in my head i think i'm gonna have to go i have to include transformers the first one i have to include yeah it. it's not my favorite movie of all time but for the time and for what it made me feel because i watched that movie a lot for like yeah just the scope of it of like it was during that era where like movies never ended like the dark knight has at least three logical ending points and it just keeps going it does yeah and going and yeah going. it does transformers does that too where it's like okay cool we've gotten to whatever you know the transformers are the good guys and we're friends with them and then it just fucking goes on and on and on and on (laughs) um so that scale you've got you know bernie mac has a fucking amazing scene in that movie there's a bernie mac is great another again they find these black comedians and they put them in the movie yeah Yeah, you're right (laughs) anthony anderson's in that movie oh i forgot yeah there's a whole there's a whole like there's like three different factions in that movie. Yeah, there's like the Anthony Anderson team, there's the John Turturro team, there's the fucking Shia LaBeouf team, and then they all come together to fight the fucking Transformers. It's a cool movie. Yeah, yeah, and Anthony, he's like a hacker or something, or yeah, I don't even know. Yeah, yeah. And then the feds pop in on him, and he he's like runs his, out of the. Yeah, he's got his friend with him, who's just like playing video games or something, and the feds come in because he's like hacking yeah, the into feds. the. Because they're yeah they're he's helping them to like decipher some shit because of the chick that's like an analyst or whatever, it's wild. I I can't believe that movie worked. It is it is wild. Yeah, that's the perfect. It is wild, dude. Yeah. But again, it's just you give you hand him in chaos and he makes something out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so the last movie I want to talk about, I'll just put it at five, but it's probably not my five. It's probably like my last. Like it would be the 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 last Michael Bay movie I'd probably well actually Six Underground I think Six Under I can even finish that. Can we anyway. just write that one off completely? Yeah. Dude, Everyone, I could not finish it, dude. If anyone is bored and on Netflix and wants to watch something, watch something else. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, dude. Like I've I've seen films that it's like four hours, no real narrative, and I could finish that. Yeah. But the, but the, but this film, I was like, dude, I can't do it. <laughs> it's 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 unhinged. He's completely unhinged, but there's no purpose yeah. to it, kind of. Yeah. It's just yeah. stuff, and that's why it's just it. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's just stuff, and it's just like gratuitous, and it's like, okay, I need out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then you find out that movie had like a two hundred million dollar budget. Yeah. <laughs> why? Make something. Make something else. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, okay, so I'm going to talk about Transformers Dark of the Moon. Okay, sure. Okay, this film is terribly crazy. It's, it is it is ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and I remember the thing that really, I was like, I remember, okay, so there's a sequence in this film, like somewhere in the middle, where the Transformers, like the, the Decepticons, 
start just fucking narking and killing humans. And there's a sequence where a bunch of Transformers are just killing people. It's just Flash kills somebody. Flash. Dude's, dude's running. Thing jumps on him, kills him. Flash. Oh, I don't remember. Some other dude. Yeah, well, I, I'm pretty sure it was Dark of the Moon um, I mean, that happened. I, I don't remember from any other Transformers, so it could be, yeah. I, I believe so, yeah. And so people are just, like, getting getting killed. And and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like, because it because it's not like... it. You could tell that they needed to just throw something in there hmm. to, like, create sort of a bridge to what was going to happen later. And this was, like, the logical thing they were going to put in. But it, it, it made no sense. And it's just like, what the fuck is going on? The movie had three editors... Oh. Three editors. Oh no! So to me, that tells me the first editor committed seppuku. He was like, "I can't do it anymore. I'm, I'm, I'm done." done. <laughs> <laughs> the second editor ripped his eyeballs out, and he's like, "I'm I'm done. I can't even. I can't. I can't do it anymore." <laughs> and the third guy, he somehow made it. He somehow finished what was left of this film. This film yeah. is so crazy, so incomprehensible. <laughs> just throwing stuff at the wall. I believe there was there there's some good scenes in it. There I believe there was a fight scene between like yeah, Optimus Prime and like some other um it's not a Decepticon, it's just like some other guy and then they're like fucking fighting and then Optimus Prime loses. They're like fighting in the woods and they're like rolling down a hill. It's really cool. Mm-hmm. Um I think this is the one with the like very racially stereotypical Autobots. They're yes, like yes, at the absolute height. The jive ass. Yes, yes, that was fucking annoying. That was annoying to me. Literally two jive ass robots. Yeah, no, the jive. Yeah, you got the jive robots. Then you have like all of the little the little guys, right? The little squirmy dudes who are like all voiced by Tom Kenny or whatever. Yeah. Um, fucking annoying, man. So was that? I forget. Was that the one where there's the Chicago event yeah. happened? Yeah, 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 yeah. With the with that the sequence is stuff. good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That sequence was fucking good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sequence was really fucking good. Mm-hmm. Um, because yeah, they 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 show up in Chicago and they, it's a full scale alien invasion. Yeah, yeah, they level Chicago and it's it's a good scene. Mm-hmm. It's a good scene and like yeah, they're yeah they're falling off a building, and it's like whoa this this is like this is like um this is like an alien invasion movie like for real, except. Now the thing is, I know it's a Transformers movie, but I don't remember a single frame of any of the Transformers in it. Like right now, I can't think of it. The only thing I can think of there's a scene with Frances McDormand in the in like a U.S. holding facility thing where she's like, "We have the Transformers here. We have them under control." That's it. There's like Bumblebee and whatever. Yeah, yeah. But for the most part, I just remember the human stuff because it was so bad yeah. that it stood out. I guess. Um, yeah, there was way too much human stuff in this movie. Yeah, that's all way I too much. In this movie. Yeah, um, I think I think I think that scene in the in the forest did happen, and I think there was like I th- I believe at some point the, it's like remembering the tra- a, a dream that you had. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they all kind of run together for me um, yeah. on a certain level. <laughs> that's fair. Um, uh, yeah, and then I think some some Autobot helps them out to fight the alien invasion and saves them. Right. Um, I think they were, they were trying to do something, maybe harvest the planet or some kind of shit like that, you know, or terraform it into another one of theirs. Yeah. 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 Terraform earth. Um, 
I think that was the one with like the ancient. Yeah. The, yeah, the ancient. Um, wasn't there like a scene where they went to the pyramids or something like? That, I think the pyramids might have been the the previous movie. Okay. The pyramids. I think for okay. sure the pyramids were in the other movie because that was the one okay. uh, where they're in the desert and Megan Fox is in it and uh, <laughs> she like trips over or something and comes up and it's completely in slow motion. Uh, as she comes up out of the sand and she's wearing white jeans and it like raid like the sunshine like radiates off of her ass and then we come to the front and we see that like all of her makeup is like fucking pristine after like running from these transformers you know and it's just like the most supermodel shot of all time yeah it's just oh total bay it's i hate it man i hate i mean I total love it. total bayisms i love it but i hate it that was the one Total where I was just like, she takes a like fr like face into the sand and then she comes up and her lipstick is just fucking radiating and I'm like, okay all right <laughs> okay Michael Bay okay okay yeah but but yeah so this movie Dark of the Moon is absolutely ridiculous I mean the 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 story the narrative of the plot is incomprehensible know. all I remember is the fucking love triangle yeah and that's it. It is it is incomprehensible. Yeah. It's incomprehensible. Yeah. It's there's no there there. It's just a series of scenes, and some of them were really good. Like yeah, that Chicago yeah. stuff is great. Some individual scenes are good. Really yeah. good, really good. Um, but yeah, that one stuck out to me because I remember seeing that sequence where I'm telling you it's in that movie where this Decepticon is killing people, <laughs> hunting them down and murdering them. I have to go back it's and a, look at it. It's a CGI robot. Is fucking murdering people that's cool and and it's 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 like it, it's like it's almost like they threw it in there they just threw it in there like someone thought this up it's like hey remember like, the decepticons uh, are bad they're yeah. in this movie too so and it's like it's like and it, it just the way that they they edit it it's just like flashes of these like really in successive shots um and it's just like guy gets killed guy running turns around boom gets killed guy doing something the fucking thing breaks through a window, jumps on him, kills him, and it's like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> now, uh, so is that is that? Are you gonna just put that in your top five? Yeah, that's my five. Cool. That's it. <laughs> yeah, it's got it's got moments. Uh, now, real quick, we're almost at two hours, but I do want to pick your brain about this. Do you think he's made five of those? Do you think? Because uh, I think there were rumors that they were gonna make another one, or it was in production or something. Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you think he's gonna make it? Do you think there's gonna be a six Transformers? Well, they've they've rebooted it and they've kind of moved away from him. They so did. they did. Yeah, they did a movie Bumblebee. Oh. I believe Travis Knight directed it. Correct. I, I know that it exists. I haven't watched yeah. it. But what? Uh... That's pretty much a reboot. Oh, it's pretty good. Yeah, oh yeah, because so that movie takes place in the '80s, mm -hmm. and the first scene of that movie is really good. It's on Cybertron, and it's the Cybertron Civil War. So it's it's a reboot. The Bay movies. Yeah, yeah, we didn't, which sucked. I mean, it, that that scene in Bumblebee is like worth the movie. It's so good. Wow. Okay. But they've they've totally kind of rebooted it, and they've they've gone away from from him. Oh, okay, so they're okay because I thought that he was still gonna stay on to do another one. To I think he'll probably produce them, but I think they they've decided. So here's what would ha here's how a possibility could come up. Let's say they do another movie. It doesn't do as much as they wanted, then they can maybe go back to Michael Bay and say, okay, you know, do the next movie. Mm -hmm. 
mm, with us. Okay, but they're going to... Basically, what you're saying is we're going to see Transformers movies until the end of fucking time. Got it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, they're going to do another G.I. Joe movie. And that franchise is like... Why? I think the last one was in 2013 or something. It, they're, and, they're, and none of them were great. None of them were great. G.I. Joe, the None first one great. was uh, one of those movies. It was like um, Six Underground. I couldn't finish it. I could not finish it. Yeah, I think I did finish it, but I the only thing I remember about that movie is Marlon Wayans. Oh, and there's a scene where Mar- – yeah, dude. There's a scene where, like, Marlon Wayans is, like – like, they suit him up and they got to do this fight or whatever. And they're, like, fucking jumping around on, on a car chase like, like they're – Couldn't do it. Like, like, like they're like they're on like stilts or some shit. Like, doing, 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 doing. Couldn't, couldn't do it. <laughs> couldn't do it. Too much. It's too much for me. It, it is. It is a I truly like baffling. Garbage. I couldn't do it. Truly baffling franchise. Like, yeah. then someone. Oh my god! And then the second movie. The second fucking movie. I like the second so, movie. <laughs> that shit is insane. That's the so Cobra. Cobra becomes president. Yeah. And then. And then they use a rail gun, which, you know, to explain what this is. So you have a, a thing orbiting in space that shoots a projectile to Earth mm-hmm. that creates an impact tremor that is more powerful than a nuke. They nuke London in this movie. They nuke London in this movie. Whatever, dude. There's like a whole scene in the mountains where they're like zip lining a fucking yeah. body across the mountains. I mean, it's amazing. That movie's memorable, though. Oh, very. Right? And that movie, Bruce you'll actually. The third act and it becomes yeah. a fucking diehard. It's amazing. Yeah. That yeah. movie, like, the first one is not good. That one, at least, Unwatched it's like. I couldn't finish it. Yeah. <laughs> couldn't do it. At least, at least that, that movie, you're like, okay, this is. This is something that, you know, kind of gives me some kind of feeling. It's memorable. It's cool. The action's cool. Um, who's the guy who played the villain? I forget. He's a really well-known British actor. Yeah, I don't Price? Remember. Something Price? Jonathan Price? Oh. Is that his name? It? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the guy from fucking Game of Thrones or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. think his name's Jonathan Price. Yeah, he, the, um, he was nominated last year. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's super fun. He's like, dude, I'm I'm doing it. I'm hamming it up. I'm going, I'm going there. This is a GI Joe movie. Fuck it, here we go. And it, it's it's memorable. It's cool. Yeah. It's kind of fun. I mean, that scene where he tells the world he's gonna nuke London. <laughs> oh my god, dude. Oh yeah. He's he's twirling as much as <laughs> like twice the damage. None of the the fallout. <laughs> I, I I want. To believe that Hollywood is still going to be making these, but uh, right now all I see is uh, just Marvel movies and the occasional Greyhound that goes to Apple TV. Um, so I don't know. We'll see. Um. Yeah. Cool. I think I think that's uh, that's a wrap. We covered a lot this time. Yeah, we did. That's a <laughs> that's a lot of timestamps. <laughs> yeah, a lot of timestamps. This will probably be like multiple things. It'll be like the Greyhound. Oh, sure, sure. The Navy stuff and then the Michael Bay In-depth stuff. In-depth Michael Bay discussion, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, cool. Well, thanks a lot, everybody. So uh, we'll see you next week. We'll see. I think next week. So you're excited about seeing The Tax Collector, right? Oh, I'm so excited. It comes out next week. Okay, we'll do it. So next week we're going to review The Tax Collector. We'll do it. I'm the, Shia, the Shia LaBeouf um, 
I, I'm not sure who else is in it, but like like they got a lot of cool Hispanic actors in this movie. Yeah. Actually, uh, George David Lopez Ayer. is in it. Yeah, David Ayer yeah. is the, he's the guy. Uh, and I wouldn't be I haven't looked at it, but I'm willing to put money on the fact that Jay Hernandez is in this movie. I don't know if he is, but just based on the history. <laughs> yeah. He yeah. Put him in so that'll be bright, our dude. He put him in bright. <laughs> you know, you gotta you gotta like you gotta hang with your boys, right? He put him in Suicide Squad. That dude did not need to be in Suicide Squad. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, you just, you gotta hang with your boys. Um, yeah, yeah. what's his name? Uh, gotta forget his name. The guy, the guy who made Slither. Um, I'm forgetting oh, his name James now. Gunn? Yeah, James Gunn. Um, he always uses that actor. Uh, Michael Rooker. Michael Rooker. Yeah, every yeah. movie. Mm-hmm. Michael Rooker's in all of this movie. Michael Rooker is even in um. In that in that movie where they that horror movie that he produced where it's like it's like Superman was evil. Um, yeah, the, the one that just came out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Michael Rooker's in that too. That's cool. Yeah, puts him in everything. So sometimes you got your guys and you stick with them. There you go. That Hollywood baby lesson one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Cool. So yeah, next week you'll see us talk about the tax collector. So cool. hopefully, gangsta Shia. Well, yeah, we'll come up with the with the some kind of wacky list to do afterwards. I th- I think. Okay, here's here's a good one. So maybe like corrupt cop movies or something like that. Maybe. Sure. We'll see. It's a little tease for you. Yeah. <laughs> All right, everyone. Thanks a lot. Take care. See ya.